0: your eye for weapons of mass destruction that didn't exist, and you don't even call it out. Weapons of mass destruction that didn't exist, bud, you know that. Let me hear you say something about that.
1: Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F-word. If the F-word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this.
2: Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug.
1: Sunday, September 18, 2022 to the <laughs> Merry Mexicans of Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> Venezuelans? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Venezuelans. Well, you know, they're same, getting around. they get around. You same know. Thing. <laughs> they're getting <laughs> around. Uh, yeah, oh, right.
3: My, my one-third of myself is very angry at both of you. Good. <laughs> one-third what?
4: The Jew part? No. That's always angry. The Hispanic part.
1: Hispanics don't care about this I shit. I thought it was only... Six percent. I don't fucking know. Some shit. Um, Hispanic? Wasn't it six percent? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to numbers. go back to the podcast. And See,
3: Basque is considered Hispanic, so is Spanish, and so is cool. Mexican, and I've Spanish. got all three of those. Oh, okay. So I'll have to count up the percentage. Well, yeah, yeah. Add
1: up the percentage there, because <laughs> I don't think it comes out to more than... That sounds like 50. some Mexican math.
4: Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah it does. A little shady Mexican
1: math. <laughs> yeah, they're shaving some
4: numbers over there. That's all I know.
3: Hey, the Jewish ha- part knows math, so I, I think I'm still going to end up, you know, ahead on this.
4: Well, if you're playing the victim game, you're always going to win because I <laughs> won't engage. Uh, <laughs> fuck those Venezuelans. <laughs> like, what, what? Why am I supposed to give a fuck? Uh, so, I guess right off the top. Well, no. Uh, breaking news: We need to address right off the top. Uh, we had received some mild interest. And hearing more patchy dense fog. Oh shit! If oh. any of our listeners made it all the way to and through the end of last episode, uh, you would have heard "Crackhead," uh, new hit single by Patchy Dense <laughs> R- Fog. It <laughs> came <laughs> out thirteen year years ago.
3: <laughs> hey, it's still on rotation in Germany. So hey, <laughs> well, <you know. laughs>
5: they
4: have odd tastes, but and that when they uh, they nail it. But I don't know if we clearly specified kind of what the deal is with that. Like it just kind of came out of a conversation where I was like it would be cool to play some of that stuff like unearth it dust it off throw it in the podcast I don't know it's funny mm-hmm. and um and we like I said we uh we had someone reach out and express interest in uh listening to it but I want to make sure that we're clear it's not available digitally anywhere you can't download it it doesn't exist on a website it's not in apple music the only way to listen to it is you have to purchase a physical cd you know like the good old days and if Which is in a box in my closet. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
4: right over there. <laughs> right over there, yes. And uh and so uh, what if you're interested in that, we'll need a physical address to mail it to. We don't care if it's your house, place of business, a fucking library, just make sure they don't open it. A laundromat. Yeah, just pick a pick a property, any property, we don't care. Yeah. And yeah. Venmo fifteen dollars to at Stumblewitch on Venmo. And if you're wondering, but Jim, it's Pension's fog. What the fuck is Witch doing? Well, that's Doug's band currently. Yes. And so that way the money for any music made in the studio goes back to the band and not any one of us directly. So is there, anything, is there anything else I need to address with that?
1: Sounds like you hit it all. I mean, fuck yeah. it's, uh, yeah. So, and if you want a CD, you better hurry because they're going quick.
4: Yeah. Heck oh, yeah.
1: and, uh... And shout
4: out to the person who did reach out. She reached out the correct way, and that is by DMing us on Instagram at ignore the rant. There. God, we're thank almost. Thank you. And thank you for the
1: interest in Patchy Dens log. Yeah, we're, we're more than happy to send a CD you out to you. Are you German?
5: Are you German? Now, if it's I'm international,
1: no <laughs> uh, we might have to Venmo a few yeah, more, uh, a few more shekels. Ven- yeah. yeah, you might have to Venmo a few more
4: we,
5: euros. We might have that.
4: to
3: say Achtung yeah, at well, that point.
4: <laughs> um. Either way, just hit us up on Instagram if you're interested in hearing that. I, I have a feeling, based on the content of the topics for this episode... Then we might be dropping in a little Illegal Aliens at the end of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. It seems to just be working out that way, Doug. I don't plan it. The world just is. Are you trying to get me killed? No, well, no. And if I was, this would be a very long play.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What Illegal Aliens? I have no
4: idea what you two are talking about. Yeah. Uh well, you'll find out in about an hour and a half or whenever the fuck we uh are done recording this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh well, also typically in normal stum- uh uh whoever the fuck we are, uh, ignore, ignore the rant. rant. Yes. Yeah. Hey, that's hey, that's yeah, that's us. That's <laughs> us. That's that's who we are right now. In typical ignore the rant fashion. Uh let's get some football talk out of the way up top. Go fans. Go fucking cards. Go dogs. And uh, go Eagles from a week ago. (laughs) And roll, Todd. Thank you. (laughs) We got it all out of the way. But no, because we are kind of leapfrogging weeks and kind of missing a few, uh, some of this news might be old, but shout out to my Georgia Southern Eagles for going into uh, Lincoln, Nebraska and getting and ridding that... Wonderful historic football program of their coach. shitty coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: got rid of their coach, fired the next
4: day. <laughs> yeah, we we fired him for you. We pulled a Trump. We showed up. We said, "Hey, look here, Frost, you fired your coach, and uh, is not worthy." And you're also welcome, Scott Frost, for an additional seven and a half million dollars that you shouldn't have earned, because <laughs> all they had to do was just wait until October, and seven and a half million dollars comes off of his buy- uh, 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 off of his buyout. Yeah, that's
3: how much you suck, and that how much they hate you. That they were not willing to wait long enough to cut down on how much money they were losing.
1: Uh, if you listen to the last podcast, it's the students' money
5: anyway. No sweat off their back. Yeah, I'm sure
4: they'll take. Well, no, um, <laughs> that's not going to happen. But it it's also a little bit insulting, though. Like I'm totally glad that Georgia Southern was able to go in and win that game. Biggest game in Georgia Southern history since we went down to the swamp and beat the piss out of the lowly Florida Gators. Hell yeah. Which, I'm not going to lie, I still like that game sure. better than the one against Nebraska. Well, of course. I have it's, no ill will towards
1: Nebraska. Dude, it's the SEC, dude. Any, yeah. any, if you beat any SEC team, hell.
4: Yeah, eh, yeah. But I hate Florida. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we
3: exited the Nebraska game and went right in to lose to UAB. Mm so i mean
4: that's typical georgia southern fashion yeah Yeah. and i'm just glad to know that my team is still the team i know uh it makes me feel comfortable but it's a little insulting that they're like look we can take you losing nine games a year but georgia southern is a bridge too far (laughs) it's like hey go fuck yourself we've done this before and i gotta give uh (sighs) A begrudging shout-out to those goddamn crap state mountain queers Mm. up there in Boone, North Carolina, going into fucking Texas A&M, Kyle Field, and beating their ass last week. Sadly, they kept their coach, though, Uh, Jimbo Fisher. uh, The buyout's a little steeper than $12, $15 million. Uh, It'll take a
3: few more losses for them to depart from fucking cheap to pay attention
4: long enough. to. I think they're just congratulating contractually obligated to keep him around and for like the next 10 years i literally don't think they can afford to get rid of him. they have they have put themselves in quite a hole but it was just funny as shit the team that bought the best recruiting class of all time that exceeds anything alabama's done anything Georgia's done like mm-hmm. broke every recruiting record ever five stars out the wazoo and app state comes in and thumps you well it just shows you that talent and everything no. Well, this is no. to me. The reason the only reason why I even want to address the App State A&M game, because I fucking despise App State. They are Georgia Southern's Florida, uh, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I fucking I, do- I don't like that team. Don't like the town. Sure. The people are nice, but fuck everything else about that place. Um, this is great news because you just recruited all these top talent players that also have massive egos. And this might start the fracturing of, maybe Jimbo, maybe he's not going to use me properly. Maybe I'm not going to get the shine that I want. And they're going to start fucking running like rats from a sinking ship.
1: Of course they are.
4: Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hoping anyway. So I hope everybody else beats the absolute dog snot out of the Aggies. Fuck them too. Last shout out. Congratulations to the the herd of Marshall uh, for going up to uh, Notre Dame and fucking them right square
1: between their catholic cheeks i mean it was bad They, <laughs> man like i we talked about this before a school can be shit just shit shit and come in and beat a fucking a national champion i mean they can they can do that and all three of and, those teams came from the sun belt yeah.
4: and all three of them got paid well over a million dollars
1: to come in and beat your ass
4: right
3: and all three are perfect representation of why the playoffs are changing.
1: And that's why I agree with the playoffs being the 12 game, you know. Now, it's funny because, uh, yes. Did you change your mind on that?
4: Well, no? No, no, So this is also what's funny. So, yes, Georgia Southern lost to UAB, but they were playing on the road in, in mm-hmm. Birmingham.
1: Sure. App State
4: should have lost to Troy this past weekend. But at last second... Hail Mary, they got batted down, their guy caught it, and then just ran it into the end zone with zeros on the clock, gave them the win at home. If that game was on the road, they would have probably lost too. Right. So any given Saturday, I guess.
3: Plus, isn't UAB, uh, isn't that where they, before they moved divisions, isn't that where they had to play the championship?
4: The championship used to bounce around. It used to be in Chattanooga. Uh, oh, yeah, Chattanooga. They, they used to play that thing. That was a floating championship. That's right. And back when one A was still a thing. But no, I, ha- I still haven't changed my opinion on the playoff count because watch as the year plays out. They're still playing subpar talent. They're still going to lose some games. Uh, I mean, Southern just did. App State should have. I don't think that they're top 12 material. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that the expanded playoff of to 12, they won't finish ranked, uh, App State, Southern, or Marshall. I just I don't see it. And if they do, it would be like 21. Right. And I don't, you put them in a playoff where they got to go up against uh, Kentucky or a Pitt or, or an Oregon, they get fucking boat raced bad. Uh, I just don't think AM's that good.
1: Per- Penn, Penn State's coming out strong.
4: Yeah. Well, they also beat the fuck out of a bad or- Auburn team. Yeah. Auburn's terrible. I don't think they're going to be able to hold on to their coach uh, through this year either. I think that the now that we're three games in, you're starting to see the separation of who, who deserves to be there at the end of the year and who doesn't. Mm. And uh, Auburn does not. A&M does not. It's still Bama, Georgia, and maybe Ohio State.
1: Maybe. And all the Paterno haters don't hate on him, man. That dude was a great coach. Oh, yeah. He was a fucking great coach. He just Solid. had a fucking pedophile up under him. That It, it actually turns it, out... And, and we need to dig into this. We probably need to
4: devote it, uh, a whole episode, or at least a sizable chunk. A lot of these witnesses are coming out saying I was actually paid to say what I said. Oh. And I was coaxed and coached into saying that I got touched in the shower. Yep. And there's people that took the stand. They're like, I can't believe what the fuck I did. And they're saying that that whole fucking kitty shower, uh, whatever the fuck his name is, Um, Was all made up. Wow! They just had to get Paterno out of there, and that's that's horrible. That's fucking terrible. the, The accusations are coming out that like boosters and people like that were ready to make a change, but he was like a god, and you. The only way to get him out was there had to be some level of controversy that they couldn't overlook. And so they created it. Oh, that's no! Isn't
3: that because uh, for years I thought the same thing? That's
1: fucked up.
4: Yeah. Isn't that the what they're
3: what they also ended up saying somewhat about the Sandusky situation? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I just yeah. could not remember
4: his name. Sandusky's yeah. his yeah. name. Yeah. yeah that oh, whole, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. You pull Sandusky down. Paterno can't go on because it happened under his nose. Right. And that's how you get Paterno out. You get Paterno out without targeting him directly. You go after an assistant. That was the plan that they devised, and now Sandusky's rotten in prison. Yeah. And uh, it's now coming out. It's not being covered, but it's now coming out. Key witnesses are now coming out saying, yeah, it was all bullshit. Wow. That, that That's they, terrible, man. Like this diehard. Uh, th- if anybody's interested, look up Lions of Liberty uh, podcast. I think it's with John Odermatt, who did a multi-part series with one of the key witnesses. And I was listening to it, and I was just like, I can't fucking believe this. It's about a year ago. Um, but, yeah, he he heard, I heard
3: the same story, I think.
4: He heard the allegations, and they were reaching out to any of the kids that were part of that football program, that summer football camp, saying, hey, you know, if you have any firsthand stories that uh, you've been holding secret, please come forward call this number or text or whatever. And then they started telling them, you need to go see this counselor or this psychiatrist. And, you know, we're going to get you counseling. We're going to have free legal funds. We're going to
1: pay you.
3: We're going
4: to shovel all this money towards you. And he was like, I didn't realize it at the time, but after about a year, he went to therapy like three times a month or some shit for three years. And he, now that he's looking back on it, he's like, they were literally Driving me into
1: saying what I said. That is fucked up. Yeah, that's so fucked up, dude. Because dude, he was a legend, and he died. Yeah, it killed very him. shortly yeah. after it, it killed all this him. Came it out. did. It, yep. it, uh, it literally killed that man. I mean, because he was uh, just—I don't know, man. They tore down his statues. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. That goes back to you know my childhood. I mean, he was coaching back oh, in the Paterno, 60s. Yeah, yeah. was yeah. That, I, I mean, he, longer. Yeah, he he goes back to Bear Bryant and all. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. He was a legend, man.
3: I hope they they sued out of their assholes.
4: But the funny thing, or not funny, um, the odd thing is, yeah, the, the odd thing is, is that there just doesn't seem to be that much desire to correct the record. And maybe I'm a fool for believing this one kid's tale of it, but. He's not the only one that I've heard it from.
1: Well, no. there never is. There never is any. That's what we were talking about. There's no, there's never any interest in correct in the record. No. You know, like we were talking about that with the government shit that they do. And then they, oh, well, maybe that didn't happen, you know, but, and then they sweep it under the fucking rug and that's it, you know? Well, and it happens all the time. Like tonight, for example, Biden was on 60
4: minutes saying that uh COVID's officially over a good 18 months or two years after we already declared it was over, yeah, but right? you know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's officially cool to say now. Is okay, that, so uh, now you
1: don't need vaccines and shit, right? No, I mean, I'm, I, well, is that what he means? I no.
4: Mean, he oh, yeah, see, <laughs> no, of course, no. Uh, turns out you probably still need those. Uh, you need to get boosted forever. I did see Fauci come out and say that the way to combat COVID from this point forward is to just get like a like a flu shot. For COVID yeah. because we're going to, it's like the flu. It, all of a sudden now it's like the flu. Well, that's what it was. That's what it was <laughs> all along. You know? I, know. I, mean, I know.
3: No, that's all we ever thought it was, was just an extension of the flu. Well, that's, that's also why the flu went away for so long. Well, yeah.
4: Oh, when you, when good you news, look at how many people. The,
1: the flu's back. Now. Yeah, it's back killing <laughs> oh, yeah. people again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah. Right. So you can actually flu. die from the flu now again. Correct. So. Correct. Yes. Before you were total carte
4: blanche, you know. It was
1: all COVID. Yeah. yeah. We no we were, flu. Mm-hmm. We were all flu proof. Yes. We didn't know it at the time. Um, I mean, but yeah, was, now the flu's back here to wreck us. Sixty thousand so. deaths a year, or some shit like that. So yeah, yeah, just a little, just a little, a little blip, blip.
4: But um, so that's cool. We're back to like 2019 bullshit.
3: I don't know if that's cool. <laughs> <But> actually, <laughs> that, that we're feels back like to, we're moving back. Actually, much. we're back. I to was being totally serious. And seven shit. That's <laughs> where we're at. Really, <laughs> we're back to
4: 2007, right before the
1: fucking crash. Yeah, well, that's all, yeah, it.
4: and it's funny because that's not getting talked about at all. Well, at least while we're still
3: we- a little bit in the football realm, I I do want to bring up my cards, okay, real quick, and that is just to say, I'm very proud of them for winning today, especially when they went into the half at I believe it was twenty to nothing at that point. It might have been twenty to seven. And, it was bad. They were getting yeah. their
1: asses kicked. Miami, they, Miami came back too, dude. Yeah, yeah. good
3: well, the Ravens. But what I will say, so you know, this season on Hard Knocks, they're finally doing a regular season, and that's going to be the Cards.
4: They did it last year with the Colts.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, I thought. Okay, they've been, been doing. Hard yeah, they've been Knocks doing that
4: for in season for, for a little long. while now. Yeah. Oh,
3: I didn't realize that.
4: Yeah, they used to actually do it on Amazon or some L- other. It was on HBO it, forever. And then well, that, you're t- regular hard knocks, yes. Yeah. So that's during the summer. Then they stop it right before week one. Yeah. And then they didn't allow cameras around the programs while the season's going right. on because they didn't want any plans or secrets going out. Mm-hmm. They've waved bye bye to that years ago. Like Amazon Prime, I think, did one with the Cowboys in the middle of the year. Uh, the Colts were did it last year. And now the Cardinals are up yeah. next for the in season portion of hard knocks. I should probably not know any of this and maybe fill my head with more important things, but there you have it. But
3: I mean, the one (laughs) thing I do want to bring up is just the fact that people are just sucking the dick of Kyler Murray. Like he's the only portion of this making it work. And honestly, sorry guys, you know, uh, Murray is a shithead. Uh, huh. I I I love the cards. I hope they do well, but the quarterback is the detrimental part of that equation. And if the quarterback is a prima donna bitch, then they're probably going to fuck up. And that is exactly what Kyler Murray is. If you have to tell your quarterback going into the regular season that you have to watch a certain amount of hours of fucking film, he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. You want to know why? Because ask Manning how many times he had to be asked. To watch film, ask any quarterback that has won a Super Bowl how many times they've ever had to watch or been told to watch film, and I guarantee you it's fucking zero. Kyler Murray, grow the fuck up, mature with your team, become a general. If they had kept fucking Larry Fitzgerald on the team at least one more season, he could have gotten in his ear. Tell him this is how you win games. But he's not listening. He no. he's one of his most famous quotes, Mr. Murray, is the fact that he's been bragging that he doesn't have to watch film. Yeah. So until you change your behavior, fuck you, Murray. If you do, I if I see a turnaround that you are actually the general that they are paying 30 some odd million dollars, then great. If if I can if we see that growth. Then we can see a Cardinals are finally going to the fucking Super Bowl.
1: Well, this is well. A don't qu- hold your breath. Li- <laughs> little, little quick, uh, little quick news flash for people: If you live in the Atlanta area and you hear of a naked man wearing boots <laughs> being arrested in Gwinnett County, um, it was me. It was me. <laughs> and why
5: I, would
1: that be done? Because if if the Dolphins. Beat the Bills next weekend. Uh huh. That's what I'm gonna do. All right. I'm this might be our a,
4: first TikTok. March up and down the street, <laughs> naked. I made a, uh, you know, I made a statement, and I've backed it up many times on other people's podcasts. That uh, yeah, you can, you're welcome to follow us on TikTok, but I'll never post on there <laughs> unless this
1: might be the first one. Go straight. I'm gonna it. wear a paper bag over my head. How
3: <laughs> about this? I will promise if the Cardinals make it to the Super Bowl this year.
4: I will go streaking. I now, I now I don't want them to go to the Super Bowl for two, <laughs> for two reasons. But here's the thing about Kyler Murray. I've seen this before. It was called Michael Vick in the early 2000s. Mm. He flat out said, I don't have to study the playbook. Sure. What's the point? As soon as the play breaks down, I'm the one that's going to make the play. I have the ball in my hands. He never took it seriously. You saw how far he was able to take the Falcons. And then obviously... You know, he had other off-the-field uh, things that were taking up his studying time, like murdering dogs. And uh, he damn near destroyed the franchise. Now, I'm not saying Kyler Murray's out there killing dogs, but it's the same he mindset. He just said
5: it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right fine fuck it <laughs> whatever <Like> murdering god <laughs> uh, No, i'm not saying he's good
4: how <laughs> I many could be oh, i'm sorry Shit, who knows he could <laughs> just a little detail that uh, i don't know, you know I I mean, he could be doing dr fauci's to beagles right now yeah. and we would never know never uh, for a few years oh, <laughs> the
3: cardinals would legit cover it
4: up because the <laughs> dude Goddamn. they are just dude. fucking throwing bombs on everybody now. <laughs> Kyler Murray's a dog killer. The Cardinals are covering it up.
5: <laughs> but their coach,
3: <laughs> dude, all the, all dude was, Kingsbury was sucking his dick long enough before they got Murray. Hmm? It was a, a pretty much almost a condition of signing him on, which I was like, why are you giving conditions when you're a shit coach? Uh, From college. I mean, pretty much everybody was like, dude, this guy does not deserve an NFL coaching job.
4: Well, he coached Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. So they figured uh, he can coach the Arizona Cardinals because that's what they think of their own fucking team. I don't know. I don't think I don't see the Cardinals getting to the Super Bowl at all because of Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. I've always hated his style of play. Just the fact that when he runs, he runs with the ball in front of him with one hand <laughs> yeah. has pissed me yeah, off. Take this,
1: take this. Yeah. Anybody, yeah.
4: please. Can you get yeah.
5: it? Can you get it? <laughs> you get it? Yeah. Just that
4: alone, I, I I don't respect the man's football ability. Like, oh, cool, you can run and you can throw. Don't care. There's 31 other quarterbacks that I would rather watch ahead of him. And I know everybody's sucking his dick, too. Like, you know, everybody has a mon- their fantasy team because he makes big plays. But you, I mean, we've seen this. How many times do we have to see this? Even Brett Favre, a Hall of fucking Famer. Through the most interceptions, too. Like, crazy people that are willing to take chances and then also not even put in the time to fucking, like, practice like every other player. See, but yeah. fuck Fuck those guys.
3: What irritates me about that is, you know, Kyler Murray's, one of his favorite quarterbacks is Aaron Rodgers. And it's like, how do you not, when you play Aaron Rodgers, get in his ear and talk to him about what makes him you know, as great of a quarterback. Ego. And I guarantee, well, yeah, no, he, I mean, he's certainly got an ego on him, but I also guarantee you that Aaron Rodgers uh, watches fucking film. Yeah.
1: Now, now with, with all this dick-sucking talk, <laughs> I know one <laughs> NFL quarterback that's not getting his dick sucked. Oh, who's that? And that it's would be two. Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady? Yeah.
5: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. Tom. <laughs>
1: no, Giselle is also focusing her dick-sucking she, Yeah, she's uh, in uh, Costa Rica uh, working on her skills. There's or the some very lucky floundering. There's some very No, he 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 uh shoots pissed off cuz he came back to football. Yeah. No. <laughs> did, did you not know? Yeah, this? there's all I these this, about no. them getting oh, a divorce It's, a, like, it's all, all over the fucking the
4: fuck. left. Yeah, and, it's everywhere. Yeah uh that's where tmz comes in handy yeah but yeah there's some lucky pool boy in costa rica right yeah. now that's all i'm saying. Or new york or somehow. i don't yeah, know doesn't where to do that now she, uh, she's flying all over the place on tom's dime yeah i know where yeah. she's not my bed. yeah uh <laughs> and wherever the hell she is don't care and, and in tom's bed <laughs> by the way speaking of tom brady i mentioned this last night i was i was on a podcast a very drunken podcast uh the morning after justin campbell's podcast there's I don't know, eight, nine, ten of us on a panel, yeah, you went exactly how you'd imagine. A lot of over-talking and a lot of drunk men saying dumb things. It's now out there on the internet forever. Yay me, making smart decisions. Um, <laughs> but I said, I was like, has anybody looked at Tom Brady? He looks sickly. He does. It, it's not a healthy-looking dude. I mean, he's thin. His cheeks are all sunken in. Mm-hmm. He looks like shit.
1: I know. and
4: And the only reason why they they won against the Saints today is because it's the goddamn Saints with Jameis Winston as their quarterback throwing three interceptions in the fourth quarter. I don't know how that guy has a starting quarterback job in the fucking NFL. But I'm glad it's on the Saints because fuck them. And I am also glad that they beat the fuck out of or came back to beat my Falcons last week. Well, Tom is
1: definitely a fan of the Microsoft tablet. Hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He's always on that thing. Yeah. Breaking it. Well, he's broke, too. I mean, he's just think two. about the to to timing of
3: this. I mean, he wasn't retired for very long. 40 so always, days. Yeah, it took him four days to, res- no, 40. To, oh, 40 days to realize that Giselle's a big enough cunt that he's not going to stay home.
4: <laughs> well, that's weird, man. He's talked about it like, you know, he's got kids now that are playing sports and he's missing all that shit. And, you know, he's well, got y- family y- you know obligations and he's just like, sorry, sorry. Football is who I am. I got to come back.
1: You saw they announced, they just announced this today, that he's going to have Wednesdays off. Yep. He's missing Mm -hmm. every Wednesday Wednesday. to try to salvage family stuff. Yes, I don't see this going well. And that's the Buccaneers did that. Yeah. Because it wasn't, he didn't ask for it or anything. The Buccaneers are doing it to try to save his marriage. That's what they said.
4: Yeah. Well, I know that he also stepped away from uh, training camp for like two weeks. Unannounced to the public, but the, he's calling his own shots. Yeah, you know, if he wants to skip a whole week of practice, what what are you gonna do? Tom I, I
1: really think that the guy is, I think he has a, a an injury wish or something. You know, I, I mean, because dude, you know, he's out here, He'll be forty six years old soon, mm-hmm. and uh, man, if one of these fucking college recruits gets a hold of him, he'll be fucked up. They will fuck him up. And I'm looking forward to that day. It, uh, well, a lot of people are, <laughs> including myself. Well, but we, I'm just saying, it's, it, yeah. it seems, uh, you know, when do you walk away? I mean, when do you, uh, you know, he could have walked away type well, right, dick right, right after did, he won the Super Bowl with Tampa. That's when he should have walked, no,
4: walked away. And
3: so we, we, we need to go back in time to listen to this bit. But actually, you know, Daniel Tosh has a whole bit when Brett Favre was, you know, with whether he was retiring or not. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact fucking situation. And, you know, uh, Tosh was like, dude, seriously, think about this. It's like if you're a backup quarterback, that's how much, how many mil? And then if you're this and you're that, and just adding up how much money you're leaving on the table for each thing that you're giving up. And the, I, I guarantee that's part of what Brady's actually looking at. He's, um, You know, Favre, back when he retired, they still were thinking he'd be doing another one to two years. So I think what they thought he was going to do
4: is exactly what uh, Brady's doing. Speaking of Brett Favre, this was not in my notes, but have y'all heard of the most recent shit that he's been up to? Did he come in someone's hair? Probably, but that's not what this one's about. Oh, okay. He's in trouble now. For like embezzling millions of dollars out of Mississippi State's welfare. I heard about that. <laughs> I did hear about that. <laughs> to build a fucking volleyball stadium at th- at the school that his daughter goes to. Right. I, think I think it's Ole Miss or Mississippi State. I did, stadium, something I did like hear that.
1: something about that.
4: So, I haven't pre-listened to this. I'm just going to click it and see what the fuck it says, but uh, for any of our listeners that hadn't heard, check this shit out.
2: Brett Favre's life after football has been focused on philanthropy. Some of us were blessed with the households that that you got what you needed at home. Others are not so fortunate. But as first reported by Mississippi Today, newly revealed text messages filed in an ongoing civil lawsuit show Favre was part of a scheme that funneled at least $5 million of welfare funds to build a new volleyball stadium at the University of Southern Mississippi, where Favre graduated and his daughter played. The texts show former Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant pushed for the facility, despite denying close involvement. The scandal centers around the misuse of a welfare program called Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. Holy
5: shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, hey,
4: hey,
5: how
1: can you go, Brett? Hey, hey Good governor. Lord. Let's, let's tap into that one. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
4: It's got a nice ring to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, These kids need a volleyball field.
1: <laughs> Brett Favre's still
4: throwing to the other team, man. He's still fucking just tossing there, up interceptions.
3: There's no sport that needy people play like freaking <laughs> volleyball.
4: volleyball. <It's> women's volleyball. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, women's volleyball. Jesus Christ. However, I, I, are you done with that? Guy? No. Okay, keep going.
4: All right. Carrying on.
2: Using that money to construct buildings. So the parties crafted an agreement that looked like it satisfied the law. A friend of the former governor's wife, Nancy New, would submit a $5 million upfront lease to use the university's athletic facilities for her nonprofit's programming, ostensibly for needy families in exchange for offices inside the new volleyball complex. Wow. Former Welfare Agency Director John Davis approved $4 million immediately. Uh-huh. Favre, texting in uh-huh. gray, e- tells you that the governor has seen the proposal, but hint, hint, you need to reword it to get it accepted. Yeah. <laughs> he adds, hopefully she can put more details in the proposal, like how many times the facility will be used and for what specific purpose. I really feel like he's trying to figure out a way to get it done without actually saying it, says Farb of the former governor. Favre also received $1.1 million in welfare funding through the Absolutely. Mississippi Community Education Center Holy for shit. speaking at events he never showed up to.
5: <laughs> if you were
2: to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? Oh, shit. Favre has repaid the That's money, but state auditors want more than $200,000 in interest. Oh. Favre's attorney Ooh. denies the former QB knew that money came from a welfare fund, <laughs> describing his client as honorable throughout this whole thing. <laughs>
5: <laughs> In
2: addition to claiming he didn't know the money came from welfare funds, Brett Favre has also responded to the accusations by noting his charity has provided millions of dollars to poor American children. Uh, of
5: course well, they have.
1: Bless your heart, Brett Favre. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, maybe the, they were going to feed homeless people on this volleyball sure. court. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe yeah. That's yeah. what it was for.
4: But the, the text message where it says, is there any way that the media will be able to find out where this money that came is, from? That's the one that gets him. <laughs> I mean, Oh, yeah. That's intentional.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the way, you, that's the way you, somebody goes to jail. Brett right Favre's
4: either going to go to jail or he's about to get elected to something. Uh, I can't tell which direction it's going <laughs> he in. He could but be the next governor of Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go.
3: Hey, it, it, nothing says government like failing upwards.
4: Fuck yeah, dude. So, go get it, Brett. I mean, Jesus. And oh, good Lord. What
3: I was referencing, by the way, I think I'll go ahead and play. It, Daniel Tosh will do a much better job than I would, so here's that. Obviously.
4: <laughs> Brett Favre should retire. Are you out of your mind? He makes $12 million a year to play a game. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep playing.
2: <laughs> hey, Brett, the whole world thinks you should retire. You said twelve million, right? Yeah, they can go fuck themselves.
6: <laughs> I would never quit. Are you kidding me? What about four years? He's not good enough to be a starter, but he could be a backup in the NFL. Do you know what that pays? About four to five million. Oh, yep, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> How about ten
4: years. Not good enough to be a backup, but he could be on the practice squad. Do you know what that pays? About eight hundred and fifty thousand.
6: Oh, yep, I'm gonna do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> play forever. It'd make the game more enjoyable if people weren't allowed to retire. Athletes don't want to quit either. See some 70-year-old return a punt? <laughs> he gets hit, he explodes, he dies on the field with some honor.
4: All right. There you go. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's another part. It's like, out of all the millions that Brett Favre has made, and plus the money is made uh, after football with Copperfit and Wrangler and every other foot he couldn't, Brett, you couldn't float five mil? Yeah, you
1: can. And, and have your up.
4: name, uh, maybe he doesn't want his name on a volleyball. Uh, facility. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I understand that. Especially yeah. a female one. That would probably
1: raise other eyebrows. And when they're giving you 1.2 mil, and you're saying, is there any way they'll find out where this money's coming from? <laughs> uh, that might not be a text that you want to send. No, yeah, yeah. That's usually that. trackable. Might want to do that in person. Yeah,
4: like over dinner. Yeah. And yeah. maybe just write yeah. it on a napkin yeah. and then yeah. immediately put the napkin <laughs> in a yeah. candle. And yeah, in yeah. a candle and burn that motherfucker. Correct. And make sure that the closed caption cameras are Offline that day. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, so Brett's got a lot to learn. He's he's not good at this uh, scamming shit, but he'll he'll get better. I'm rooting for him. When he's governor. Yeah, yeah he'll,
5: be. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll get plenty of, of practice.
4: Speaking of other schemes, if we are all done with our football talk, or yes. if there's anything else anybody else wants to drop in there. But uh, Roll Todd. Uh, there you go. There you go. Um speaking of schemes that are appearing to be charitable and all above board and look at how good of a person I am when really they're just fucking shoveling money over to a non-taxable area. Uh, Patagonia, the clothing company. Patagonia. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I, thought I thought this you meant had
3: Oprah listed all over it, but go ahead. There's Patagonia. Well, there's too
4: many people to really cover. This is just happening right now because it's getting all the coverage in one direction. Uh, and I'm going to go through a couple articles, but the bulk of it is the owner... CEO, founder, whatever, of Patagonia, which makes awesome outdoor gear. They all sell it at REI and all that shit. I mean it's that, over it's overpriced as fuck. But ridiculous price. Yes. It's uh it's very good quality shit that's made in China. Yes. Uh, and of sweatshops. course it is. Top Chinese. <laughs> and Thailand. Quality. Yeah. Quality. Definitely not made in America. So anyway, because they're an outdoors company. Uh, Columbia has done this. The North Face has done this. Uh, all of these outdoorsy companies have made sweeping motions and letters about how, the, how much they're going to donate to fight climate change and save the planet and all that happy horse shit. Well, the owner, Yvonne Charnard, I think is his name. I don't know. He's probably European. Um, you think he so? he penned a letter titled, Earth is now our only shareholder. and he released this this week and i'm gonna read the whole fucking thing because well let's just that good let's dig into it shall we (laughs) if we have any hope of a thriving planet much less a business it is going to take all of us doing what we can with the resources we have this is what we can do by yvonne (laughs) jenon i never wanted to be a businessman (laughs) I started as a craftsman making climbing gear for my friends and myself and then got into apparel. As we began to witness the extent of global warming <laughs> and ecological destruction and our own contribution to it, Patagonia committed to using our company to change the way business was done. If we could do by the uh, if we could do the right thing while making enough to pay the bills, we could influence customers and other businesses and maybe change the system along their way. Okay. So, hey man. Hey. Sounds good. We started with our partners using materials that cause less harm to the environment. We gave away 1% of sales each year. We became a certified B Corps and a California benefit corporation, writing our values into our corporate charter so they would be preserved. More recently in 2018, we changed the company's purpose to we're in business to save our home planet. While we're doing our best to address the environmental crisis, it's not enough. We needed to find a way to put more money into fighting the crisis while keeping the company's values intact. Quote, truth be told, there were no good options available, so we created our own. Hmm. One option was to sell Patagonia and donate all the money. But we couldn't be sure a new owner would maintain our values and keep our team of people around the world employed. I'm sure that was the exact reason Uh why they stayed open. Uh Mm -hmm. Another path was to take the company public. What a disaster that would have been. Even public companies with good intentions are under too much pressure to create short-term gain at the expense of long-term vitality and responsibility. I couldn't agree more. Sure. Truth be told, there were no good options available, so we created our own. Instead of going public, you could say we're going purpose. Instead of extracting value from nature and transforming it into wealth for investors, we'll use the wealth Patagonia creates to protect the source of all wealth. Here's how it works. This is the crux of it. Here's how it works. 100% of the company's voting stock transfers to the Patagonia Purpose Trust, (laughs) created to protect the company's values. And 100% of the non-voting stock had been given to the Holdfast Collective, a (coughs) non-profit dedicated to fighting the environmental crisis and defending nature. The funding will come from Patagonia, Each year, the money we make after reinvesting in the business will be distributed as a dividend to help fight the crisis. That's also called uh, profit, by the way. A dividend. Yes. But after all of your expenses are taken care of and reinvestment back into the company. Who's the head
1: of the trust? I wonder. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's been
4: nearly 50 years since we began our experiment in responsible business, and we are just getting started. (laughs) If we have any hope of a thriving planet, much less a thriving business, 50 years from now, it's going to take all of us doing what we can with the resources we have. This is another way we found to do our part. Despite its Im- immensity, the Earth's resources are not infinite. Hmm. And it's clear we've exceeded its limits. Hmm.
1: But it's also resilient.
4: Ah! Oh, okay. <laughs> we can save our planet if we commit to it. That's Sounds to
1: me like they found a way to not pay taxes.
5: There you <laughs> go, dog. <Dan. laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that, that is
1: a brilliant business move there.
3: I think that that deserves a, a bell ring, even though it has nothing to do with racism.
2: Thank
4: well, you. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's racist
1: of. somewhere.
2: It's, it's
4: brilliant marketing. Yes. Yes. It is S tier fucking marketing. We're going to do something that no other none of our other competitors have the fucking balls to do. We're
1: going to not pay taxes.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So that was the official
4: letter. Now you can go on New York Times and read them gushing over what a what an honorable man sacrificing his capitalistic tendencies to save Mother Earth and to save the planet and all that. Just stroking a non-existent dick, which, you know, whatever.
3: Well, the shareholders of that company, I'm sure, are tickled.
4: Well, they're probably all down for this because, yeah. you know. They're about to get a massive bump in stock value because that company is going to be... Well, it's not public. He said they didn't go public. So so this is is my question. Who's the president of the trust? Mm. So you can go to New York Times to read about how great this is, or you can go to Bloomberg. There you go. Go to Bloomberg. (laughs) Bloomberg. That would be my (laughs) choice. (laughs) And I have an article from them. Okay, read this one. And it reads as follows. (laughs) Headline. Patagonia billionaire who gave up company skirts $700 million tax hit. <laughs> <laughs> and the truth be told. Founder Yvonne Chouinard uh, structured the transfer <laughs> of his firm in a way that keeps control within the family and avoids taxes. Yeah, there you go. Patagonia founder, the dude, uh, the guy, described his decision to give away the outdoor apparel maker as his last, last ditch effort to do all he could to protect the planet. The deal is structured in ways that also bring the billionaire other perks by letting him and his family keep control of Patagonia while shielding them from tax bills that could have totaled hundreds of millions of dollars (laughs) by donating most of the company, which is valued at $3 billion. According to the New York Times, Shannard is at the fore of a small but growing movement among the ultra wealthy to use nonprofits to exert political influence Long past their lifetimes. <laughs> so, Donald
1: Trump's been doing it for years. Yvonne, who is
4: 83, transferred 98% of Patagonia shares to Holdfast Collective, a nonprofit that will deploy its <laughs> roughly $100 million in annual profits to, quote, fighting the environmental crisis, blah, blah, blah. Great. According to a statement Wednesday. Okay, so he moved all of his family's voting stock equal to 2% of its total shares to an entity called Patagonia Public or Purpose Trust. As the business leader I never wanted to be, I'm doing my part, he said in the <laughs> thing I just read. While, mi- while many billionaires make living donations with tax and estate planning as the primary considerations, Yvonne seems to have structured his Patagonia transfer with at least a few purposes in mind. Holdfast, a 501c4, a nonprofit that can make unlimited political donations, unlike its cousin, a 501c3. Yep. For that reason, any giving to a 501c4 isn't eligible for income tax deductions. Hmm. In addition, the Patagonia founder will owe $17.5 million in gift taxes for the shares that he's transferred to the trust. But he'll save $700 million. Correct. Correct. Uh, you know. So. so, and it goes on to break it down with more dollars and percentages. And But the second I heard this, I was like, he's just created his own tax shelter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fucking brilliant. Of, yeah.
7: Of course. It is. I applaud That's this right.
4: guy. And now I think he's full of shit about like that he's going to save the earth and all this hippy dippy horse shit i the, the more that this is going to become conversation about the climate and the actions that need to be taken by all of us to save the planet i'm against i'm against all of that 100%
1: against it note note to self donate all of my money that i make to a nonprofit mm-hmm. for myself yeah that's how
4: all this works everybody yeah. knows that nonprofits are just money laundering schemes anyway that's whether that's their intent or their stated purpose, obviously it's not. That's how they always end up resulting. Like, look up uh, the biggest breast cancer uh, organization. I don't want to say it because I don't want to be liable for any legal proceedings against me, but. Does it start with the American? No, it rhymes with Boozin' P. Bloman. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just, people or just and.
4: pick anyone and take a look at. Just Google any shady deals surrounding them, and they're fraught with it. They just don't get the uh, big headline coverage. But here's the thing: I'm against all the whatever they want to force us into doing. To try in an effort in an effort to save the planet, I'm against that. But I will forever <coughs> applaud anyone, whether that's this lefty Patagonia dude or Trump, and any everyone in between for getting around paying taxes. Yes. Bravo! No,
1: don't pay any of them. Yes, I agree with it. I I think they are. They're changing the fucking planet. And on this note, I have a uh update on Lake Mead. Oh yeah. Lake, Lake Mead is being drained. Oh yeah. Yes. On purpose? Yes. It's going into underwater underground aquifers that they have built in Vegas in Utah. Oh, uh, they're just they're just sucking the water straight out of the fucking Colorado River. And they're storing it underground. Now why, now, why are they doing that? I don't know. I I can't. Uh, that's uh, It's a mystery as to why they would send it all underground. Let me throw this at you. Have you heard about the fucking missile we're shooting at an asteroid? Have you heard about <laughs> no. this? You yeah, no. haven't heard about this. Okay. We're about to... I think it already happened. I think it happened this weekend. They were shooting a missile at an asteroid to see if they could change its direction. First time it's ever been done. and uh, This sounds some like some shit that would happen when Trump movie. is president. It, 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 no, uh, it sounds like Trump. Like,
4: yeah, we're going to okay. fire the mother yeah. of uh, Moab at but a fucking now, asteroid. Now, when I, when I read
1: this, when I first read this, I was terrified because the only reason you would do that is if one was headed for the fucking Earth. That's the only reason. They wouldn't spend the money. To fucking send some shit up just to see if they could change the direction of an asteroid. They wouldn't do that. eh, I could see them doing that. I don't know. They don't care about the money. (laughs) But they're seeing if they can knock it off course in case we need to one day. But what doesn't make sense to me is they usually don't do that kind of shit until it's too fucking late. Until they already know that there's a fucking asteroid on the way. Now... You know, call me fucking crazy, conspiracy, whatever the fuck you want to call me. But this planet gets hit by a giant rock. None of this shit's going to matter. You mentioned something, Arona, about the 97% of all
4: scientists believe that, you know, climate change is real and humans, yeah. and the second part of that is, and humans are contributing to it. Yeah, there you go. Um, but the there's a funny thing about that number. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. Yeah, no, I- it's absolute bullshit. Mm-hmm. And... I'm going to play a little something because I can't remember all the fucking details. I'm going to let this guy say it.
8: (laughs) How many times have you heard the claim that 97% of scientists agree that human-caused global warming is happening? The planet is warming, and human activity is contributing to it.
2: A survey of thousands of scientific papers uh, that took a position on climate change found that 97% endorsed the position that humans are causing global warming. So 97 percent, 97 percent, that 97 percent number, that that's been debunked in several studies.
9: It is 97 percent is a sense from thin air.
6: 97 percent of all scientists believe it's a bogus number. Okay. It's so not a bogus. It's note. so. A bogus OK, note. yours is mine. No. Is, yours is. Have
8: <laughs> you used this statement? Do you even know where it comes from or who published the poll and study? Now, this is a poll and study that nearly all of your politicians across the world are using to justify trillions of dollars of tax increases on citizens in countless countries, as well as billions of dollars worth of regulations. So wouldn't you want to know where this claim comes from? The answer is that this claim was taken from a study and a survey done by a self-employed cartoonist named John Cook. Not a climate scientist, not a rocket scientist, and as a matter of fact, not a scientist of any kind, a cartoonist. But rather than discredit this massive claim based solely upon his credentials, a claim, mind you, that has been used by politicians worldwide, let's go ahead and show you why this 97% claim should be discredited based on the poll and study itself, once and for all. The entire Arctic ice cap
2: may completely and totally disappear in summer in as little as five years. The entire North Polar ice cap could be completely ice-free within the next five to seven years.
8: First of all, the study itself is based on around 13,000 peer-reviewed climate documents. And this old claim has been constantly contested by investigative journalists at many news outlets like The Guardian, at Forbes magazine, by scientists at MIT, and the actual climate scientists who were even involved in the study itself to say that their responses to the questions were taken completely out of context. Richard Toll, for instance, who is an author of one of the climate papers in Cook's study, says that most of the papers they studied are not about climate change and its causes, but many were taken as evidence nonetheless. Papers on carbon taxes naturally assume that carbon dioxide emissions cause global warming, but assumptions are not conclusions. Cook's claim of an increasing consensus over time is entirely due to an increase of the number of irrelevant papers that Cook and company mistook.
1: Where's the uh, where's the It's a long ass video so I Where's I the don't papers know if... on Charlie Brown and Snoopy? <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a very long video and I don't really know where to stop it cuz everything that we're talking about now is not planned so I don't have anything pulled. Right, I just right. remembered I had seen this video and I was like I think now's a good time and we might
1: I'll save that video. We yeah. might we Charlie might come back Brown, to it. Charlie Brown and Snoopy sound uh... Now, here's another funny thing.
4: Y'all remember that show Vice that used to be on HBO? Oh yeah, that used to be good back when Shane Smith was running it, and it wasn't just a leftist propaganda fucking arm claiming itself as uh, investigative journalism. Yeah, yep. I don't know how long, how long ago this was, but this was uh, a segment on Vice. It's just a couple minutes long. I do want to play this because we hear all the time, like, "Well, why can't they come up with clean energy?" You know, and if you're into conspiracy theories, everyone knows the stories surrounding people that do research and develop engines that run on water here's a hint they all end up dead <laughs> oh yeah, mysteriously mm-hmm. uh very dead um and just for posting videos of their engine performing properly and then they're very quickly yeeted off the planet don't know why i'm not saying why but it, it has happened they disappear yes now but so they're There has been proof that you can actually generate clean energy. And I'm not even talking about nuclear, but other ways. Vice did this segment that I'm going to play because I was just like, why is this not happening everywhere all at once? And like I said, this is a few years old. So where did it go?
6: Why don't we recycle energy? You're hitting the nail on the head. We would like people to be recycling their fuel in the same way as they recycle other things. Your technology is we're going to refine that energy, that carbon out of the atmosphere, combine it with hydrogen and water. And then that's the same as gas or jet fuel. Yeah. Yeah. It's chemically the same. Uh, No pollutants. So, for example, our diesel burns completely clean. None of that black smoke you see from trucks when they go up hills. Right. Completely clean. But yeah, it's chemically identical. So this is our plant. Great to have you here. Everything here is a working model, full process working, and we are capturing CO2 from the atmosphere right here. Think of it as like a big cooling tower. Large fan, the fan draws the CO2 in. Chemical reaction, and we capture the CO2. Wouldn't there be more carbon to capture by dirty, naughty factories? No, it's uniformly distributed. So so we could... Yeah, we could anywhere. put one of these plants in the middle of Beijing, or we could right. put it in the middle of the Sahara Desert. You would capture the same amount of atmospheric CO2. So we as a species have put it in, so we as a species should be taking it out. Well, that's our choice, but I think we have to. or we'll find somewhere else to live. This is the fuel that we make. It looks exactly the same as any other fuel. Right. It's very, very high chemical uh, performance. Right. Higher performance fuel than the stuff you buy at the pumps today. So it's better than the pumps. It's carbon neutral. And theoretically it would be cheap to make because you're refining the energy that's already out there in the atmosphere. Yeah, you're using the CO2 from the atmosphere. You're only feedstock, the only thing you're consuming is renewable electricity. Right. But here's the interesting thing. A carbon neutral fuel that's compatible with any vehicle in the world today. Right. So that car you just drove up in, we can make that carbon neutral tomorrow. Wow. Any vehicle. Any performance vehicle, any battered old truck, aeroplanes, we're compatible with all of those. Which is significant because nobody's making electric tractors or electric planes. Right. Do you have to do any modifications? No. Wow. So transportation is about 20% of the CO2 emissions. How are we going to decarbonize that? There's a billion cars in the world. So if we all uh, go electric, $50,000 for an electric car, that's $50 trillion. Then you got to deliver energy and electricity to each car. It's a massive change. Yeah. Alternatively, why don't we just change the fuel? The price to you at the pump will be the same. Having something like a, a carbon neutral
8: gas isn't even enough. We've got to start going negative. We've got to actually pull carbon out of the atmosphere. Now, can, can this do that? And what's the plan? We can
6: take the CO2 generated here and bury that underground and you get to negative emissions. Right. It's a hugely important thing. Okay.
4: So it goes on. But it basically says, this is what we've done technology's already here and then at the very end he says that they just aren't getting funding to build these plants
1: yeah, yeah it's like, b- been around for years dude this has yeah, yeah. been around for years the guy like the technology the stanley i forgot the dude's name something stanley oh, I, I, if we we'll, when i remember his name we'll put it in the fucking show notes okay he's the dude that invented the car that ran off water yeah back in the day
8: yeah in the 80s
1: yeah mm-hmm. and uh it wound up getting fucking Murdered. <laughs> yeah, murdered yeah because because he turned down a he, billion dollars from saudi arabia saudi arabia offered him a billion dollars for his plans yeah and he turned them down and within a week he was dead yeah he so, died of sur- natural causes suspicious surrounding <laughs> events <laughs> well, no it was natural causes uh, <laughs> that, needle to the neck, was, he, was he uh was he Anhashed? <laughs> yeah, yeah but it i mean so the the technology has been there for years, man, to turn uh hydrogen and carbon dioxide into fucking you know
5: into the, fuel
1: it's been it's been there,
4: but the reason why none of those things have passed into normal everybody is because every there's day. no you money
3: no because the fossil fuel lobby would lose their shit
4: it's not even that they would just buy these things they would just they would own it yeah. it's because of the tri- it's been said in both of these there's trillions upon trillions of dollars mm-hmm. in keeping the climate change hoax right. Uh, alive. Right. All of the uh, new laws that they can pass, all the regulations, yeah. restrictions, and converting everything over to electric is going to do diddly fuck for the environment, uh, but it's a money-making scheme. This
3: is also why we're not free market capitalism, is because as long as the government is directing the market and the the governments of the world are directing directing the markets in a certain way, then it keeps us, you know, the actual people living under these governments, completely out of power.
4: Well, yeah, or, and, like, look, the consumer's going to buy whatever is the most cost-effective that sure. works. I don't give a fuck if it's gas that has to be pumped out of the fucking Gulf and processed and transported by train up here from Louisiana. I don't care where it comes from. I I Nobody really does. No. But... If you already have the the technology and factories that can make this shit and it's going to be no different to the consumer, the consumer is going to be all for it. Yeah. yeah. There's only one thing they can stop it and that's the government.
1: Yeah. And and that's why you should vote for the other guy. <laughs> that's
4: a, everybody vote for the other guy. But my thing is like if if we're supposed to believe that the climate is killing us, even though that 97% number is total bullshit. Now that number could be bullshit. And everything that's happening in the climate could still be happening without a certain segment of scientists supporting it, believing in it, or pushing it. Right. The the acknowledgement of it doesn't change what actually is happening outside. Yeah. So, if that's the case, though, and if all this climate change is actually real once you get outside of all the politics of it, then... There's no reason not to do this. Well, it is
1: real. Yes. I mean, there's no
4: reason not to implement these new methods that already exist. Exactly. But the reason is very clear why they're not. It's all bullshit. It's all money. That's why when you hear me on this podcast talk about climate change, I'm talking about the political propaganda around it and the push for all the ways that we need to change the way we live. That is all a hoax. It's bullshit. It's not going to do a fucking thing.
1: It's fake. Mm -hmm. It's fucking fake. But the climate is changing. Correct. Yeah. Sure. I mean that. That's that's obvious to anyone who has been around.
4: It's lineup. not. It's, it's just,
3: not debatable because yeah. that's how the planet fucking works in the first
1: place.
4: Yeah. I just. I just won't go head over, you know, heels, blaming human people that we yeah. and, and yeah. that we
1: can change it and all that kind of shit. Yeah, no, I get it. Because like it. you said, one volcano can erupt yeah. and it's fucking more shit than fucking than, than, fifty
4: years of cars. Or all of yeah. uh human existence. Yeah.
3: Well when you've got only at this point a hundred some odd years of recorded history as far as we've legitimately been recording uh you know weather all, patterns uh, and all weather that patterns. Yeah. yeah. Out of how many million or billion years we don't know it's like that we don't know shit i mean that's the one thing that's what i wish somebody would say is you know we've had quite a huge history that we've not been tracking and the small little bit we do have it is not time to jump to conclusions right now all we should really be doing is watching so what is this what is climate change it's a simple way to direct the public. That is all it is. It's a very little actual current consequence, but it's a very uh, a big tool to drive political change.
1: No, you know? it is. I agree with that, but it is consequential, dude. Sure, oh, no, I'm not saying it's consequential. Is, this is, this is, this is, uh, do you know about Iceland? Do you know what's going on in Iceland right now? Hmm. This, this, they just popped up this week. Uh, they've been studying Iceland is one, uh, I think it's 7%. It's either 7% or 3% of the whole country of Iceland is a glacier Mm -hmm. and they've been studying this glacier for fucking years Mm -hmm. and they sent these drones. These guys have drones now that can fly down and, and, what they Into suspected, the crevasses, yes. And what they suspected was that the <laughs> glacier like that was melting just as much from underneath as it was from above. Mm-hmm. That's what that was their suspicion, mm-hmm. dude. They flew this fucking drone under there, and it's on. You can see it. It's on YouTube. Uh, they flew this drone in there, and there is a fucking ocean of water up under the uh, under the glacier. So yeah. there, so the glaciers are. They're not only, it's not only melting from above, but it's melting from below. Yeah. And they were talking about that because there's huge volcanoes in Iceland. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a, a couple of them. I mean, there's some pretty big ones. Yeah. And they were talking about the one that went off in Australia. You remember? And it fucking shut down all air travel like 10 years ago. Y'all remember when that happened? No. When the no. fucking, uh, my sister was here. She was, she was, Uh. my sister lives in England. And she was here visiting, and she couldn't fly back because of the ash from this motherfucker. And it <laughs> shut down like 100,000 flights or some shit for, for days. Yeah, I don't remember and, this at all. Yeah.
4: But then again, I wasn't paying attention to shit like right. I am now. Right. But uh, yeah.
1: but they're saying that if this one in Iceland goes, if, if, like if, if a volcano uh, from up underneath that glacier punches through, mm-hmm. um, and they're, they're talking about it could be catastrophic for that part of the world. Oh yeah. and um, and and they're watching. It. They're watching it real close. So, I mean, the climate is changing. It. There's no doubt. There's yeah, no sure. doubt that it's changing. Yeah. And I also believe that I'll see a day. I if it, hopefully I'll see the day. Well, I don't hope that I see the well, <laughs> <laughs> well,
5: day. If on. I live long
1: <laughs> enough, if I live long enough, I'll see the day when there's no snow in Alaska. Mm-hmm. I will see that. Uh, and. So for me, my whole life, Alaska's been covered with snow, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I am, I I truly believe because I, I watch that shit, man. I sit, there, I'm a, yeah, like, like Jim watches YouTube for all the, you know, crazy political stuff. I watch it for the nature shit. I don't watch all this. I want crazy, the earth to terrify yeah, yeah. me and I want politicians <laughs> but, but, to entertain but I, me. I watch what's going <laughs> on, you know, like uh, g- I, I watch like geography stuff and history yeah. stuff and all that kind of shit. And uh, and it's changing, man. I mean, yeah. Alaska, Alaska, big time is changing, yeah. big time. Well, studies have said, you know that. And a hurricane's it, about to hit Alaska. Y'all know about this? A fucking typhoon is about to hit Alaska. I saw that. It. That's did. insane. Yeah. That, that's well, insane. Yeah,
3: and no, that is incredibly <laughs> insane. But I mean, plenty, waves. plenty of studies have shown that in another thirty some odd years, Arizona is going to be the same climate as what Portland is uh, at this point. So there are studies that say that shit.
4: I don't believe that. Well, my whole thing is, is change or not, humans are terrified of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's happening or not, yeah. the yeah. idea of there not being snow in Alaska, like, yeah. okay, so let's say all the snow in Alaska goes away, yeah. the polarized caps melt. There's nothing we can do about well, it. Well, no, no, no. Not, not even that. Then what? Right. The only thing you got is a prediction. Yeah. Uh, a guess. And just because it's different, well, there's no way, impossible hell, that it could be even better. Right. We have more land that we can access, grow crops, and live on. You know, it, like there's, it potentially could be kick-ass. You know, no, no, yeah. But I know because what you're saying. of it just being different, it change. Yeah. We have to be fearful of it, <laughs> and there's no, just like government. <laughs> there's no reason that I can see why I should be scared at all. mm Hmm because like we are like we've already said we can't do anything
1: about it. You it, just you just nailed the fucking what is wrong with democrats, republicans and independents and everybody that fucking votes. Well, they're all afraid of actually fucking changing shit. They're all afraid. That's of it. the human dynamic. It's built in our
4: DNA. It they're just they're not doing anything profound. They're just recognizing, "Oh, humans react to certain things." Let me, I need a reaction because reaction is how I get attention or power or money. And so you tap into it. Them demonizing the weather is no different than them demonizing anything. No, no, no. And
3: what would be incredibly interesting is to go back to these maps they had 20 years ago (laughs) that show exactly how much of the world is going to be underwater by now and show you how full of shit
1: that all was. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I agree. I agree with uh, everything you guys are saying. But the one thing that I will stick to is shit is definitely changing. Yes. No, Uh, none of us. It is changing in a way. We're all with you. Yeah, Yeah, we're all with you It's changing in a way that, you know, even here, man. I mean, man, the summers here are fucking hell now. I mean, it's like, dude, when I go back to Florida, this is no lie. When I go down there and visit and it's in the summertime, it blows my mind that I grew up in that shit. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, and really, I didn't. When I start thinking about it, I'm like, it wasn't this hot when I was growing <laughs> up down here. It wasn't this fucking hot. Now it's like fucking, I mean, there's skin cancer everywhere down there. Man, the skin yep. cancer shit in Florida is off the
4: chain now. I think, I personally think that skin cancer has a lot more to do with the change in our diets than it does the environment yeah. and the way the sun's hitting us.
3: No, I agree with that. But, I, well, I, I don't know. I mean, think
4: I think it's just the, the shit that you're putting in you and the sun's bringing it out <laughs> right, of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that could be And it's passing through all your, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's probably no, all of that. There's certainly
3: a lot of that, but I mean, I will say that uh, I've got tons of friends that still live in Portland that this year, you know, when I was there, uh, this would have been 2017, 2018, you know, we might have three or four 100 degree days and that was about it. All right. This year, they've, um, according to friends of mine, have logged over three to four weeks of
4: 100-degree days. Oh, the West is fucked.
1: Yeah. M- I've mentioned that on this podcast so many times, I, I can't even... I, the West is fucked. Well, and going it's back, tie-
4: tying all this kind of together, based on what we've been talking about, California and their electricity problems... <laughs> I Again, I repeat, I don't know why anybody's living out there. Right? Like, right, I mean, it's the biggest state. It's the most populous state. It's the state that... Provides us with the most number it's of the listeners. The weather, man, yeah. it's the weather. The, ma- the majority, not, not the majority of our listeners, but the state with the most listeners for this program, are in California. So I'm I know
3: curious that- how many of those listeners are in the Valley.
1: <laughs> I'm curious how many of those listeners are ready to get the fuck out. Yeah, but no they shit. but they can't. Yeah, you know. I mean, it, you can you can get stuck. I mean, you can get stuck where you're at,
4: but and and but, not be able to leave. But have y'all seen what's coming out as far as the whole electricity, the brownouts and all this shit? Oh, oh yeah, yeah where course. they're coming yeah. out and having like government mandates saying
1: set you can't your th- charge your car.
5: <laughs> Did you see
4: that? <laughs> yeah, set your thermostat <laughs> to eighty, uh, and and then you can't you also can't touch it. Like in Colorado, this is happening. Where smart home uh, thermostats were being locked from the company's headquarters. Right. You could not adjust the fucking temperature in your own fucking house. And it's like, okay, everybody, listen up. Uh, Hey, Alexa, play I'm (laughs) fucked by (laughs) me. (laughs) (laughs) Play I'm
1: fucked by Gavin Newsom.
4: Yeah. All of your smart devices, all of these smart homes... All this yeah. shit, automatic door locks, yeah,
1: yeah. fucking electric cars. I have none of that shit. I have none that, of is,
4: that is not only being on the grid. You are the grid. Yeah, yeah. And you don't control any of that.
1: And they can lock you out of your house. They can do all kinds of crazy shit. And
4: people have been saying, and I fucking think it's very uh, interesting and terrifying at the same point. Yes, I'm instilling fear. Uh, where they're talking about like all these smart cars where they're like, dude, they could easily just lock you in your car. Like anybody, Think of this. Anybody who has a warrant out for their arrest. Once mm-hmm. we're all in these smart cars, they can just lock your car and fucking Cut self-drive yeah. no. or, yeah. self-drive yeah. right yeah. to the police station yeah. and just honk the horn <laughs> and you're not touching Come anything. Me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Come and get me. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. Th- did you see the speech Gavin Newsom gave? This is why I said about about, the, about what? He gave a speech. This was last week. Last week. You know, I know we are only a top. quarterly podcast now, so this <laughs> yeah. happened last week. More old news for you. Uh <laughs> Gavin Newsom gave a speech on fossil fuels and why, we had to get, had, why they had to get rid of them in California. Right? Okay. And <laughs> two days later, he gave a speech talking about uh, talking about the energy crisis in California. And please, don't charge your electric car. <laughs> 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 two days later, yeah. he's talking about how evil. I think
4: I found something on this it, is. Doug. I'm going to go ahead and play it and you tell me. This yeah, is from this two is days ago it. from CBS 8 San Diego. Or San Diego. San Diego.
1: Stay classy.
6: PSA's Kelly Hessetall is live downtown with what's in some of the bills. It has one expert's take on whether they actually go far enough. Kelly.
7: That's right. You know, um, uh, I talked to a UC San Diego uh, professor who says, yes, this is the real deal. There is real money behind these initiatives. You know, he says, though, the real challenge is going to be implementation of these initiatives. For example, where are we going to put more wind and solar farms? Uh, but overall, he says this is a positive step forward. Now, you're going to hear from him in just a moment. But first, here's some of what the governor had to say today.
2: We're not interested in doubling down on stupid. Yes. <laughs> we're not interested in investing in the industries that have created the problems that we're trying to mitigate that's just profoundly ridiculous so we're leapfrogging we're moving in a completely new direction
7: and with that, uh, Governor Newsom signed a handful of bills, part of a 40-plus bill package, all aimed at taking climate action. Now, he calls this the most aggressive action in the world. <laughs> Here are some of the goals uh, laid out in some of these bills. Oh, Over the next two decades, cut air pollution by 60 percent, reduce state oil consumption by 91 percent, reduce fossil fuel use in building and transportation by 92 percent, and cut refinery pollution fuck? by 94 percent. He also signed a bill with a clean electricity target of 90 percent by the year 2035 as well as a bill to protect communities against oil dribb- drilling that is the governor says he has the funding to back up all of these ambitious goals 54 billion he says has been earmarked by the legislature for use related to climate action now this all sounds impressive i asked uc san diego professor david victor to weigh in here's something he said you should keep in mind <laughs>
1: What we do in California can't stay in California. It's got to be replicated around the world, which means other places have to see this as cost effective, as not threatening reliability. And and that's really key. We've been, I think, overweighting our attention to
4: California and not paying enough attention to making sure those lessons are replicable in other places.
1: Okay. Now two days after this happened, two days after this happened, <laughs> Gavin Newsom sent out an emergency request to all of the citizens of California to not charge your car. Now, <laughs> yeah. California has like 40% of their cars are electric. Yeah. The yeah. People out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They and, bought in. And he's telling them, <laughs> you can't charge your car because we're having blackouts. Yeah. Now, this is right after he's talking about getting rid of 92% of fucking fossil fuel in industry and 91% in cars and yeah. all this kind of shit. And you can't charge your fucking car.
3: Yeah. Hey, y- y- y'all hear- heard it here first. I'm thinking DeSantis Abbott 2024.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it might happen. It might happen. Now I'm thinking more. I'm thinking more DeSantis and uh, what's her face? Uh, Marjorie. No. Nome no. no. What? The South Carolina. What's her name? South Carolina, South Carolina, gov. She used to be the governor of South Carolina. What the fuck's her name? I have no idea. You know, you know who I'm talking about. The Indian chick. Oh, uh, fucking Jesus
4: Christ! (laughs) Fuck on us. We're we're idiots. What is it? Is Uh, it uh, Elizabeth
1: Warren? No, no, that is. What the fuck's her name? Google it. (laughs) Fuck man, I have no idea who you're talking about. Who was the governor of South Carolina that was an Indian chick?
3: <laughs> we're revitalizing the fact that this is a boomer podcast
1: <laughs> uh, <see. laughs> nikki haley <laughs> oh oh let, let me oh, read okay. this i gotta read this <laughs> okay this is funny this is my question <laughs> actually everybody heard my question i did this on siri who was the governor in south carolina that was an indian chick <laughs> this is this is the answer nikki haley is the first woman governor of the state of south carolina and the only the second american in uh, only the second Indian American to become governor. So there you go. So uh, you don't have to be so uh, polite with Siri. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I have Siri turned off. But yeah, Nikki Haley. That's who I think it'll be. I think it'll be DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Nikki. That's, a, that's a win fucking win to
4: I, me. I can see Nikki Haley being the establishment Republican's choice because they love her, but the... "Quote unquote MAGA Republican extremist terrorist," they fucking hate her,
1: just like Trump, just like Trump and Pence. You know, Pence, Pence was the same way, and Trump turned him into a fucking lapdog. That's uh, until that's, he wasn't. Yeah, well, well <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He, he's. It's the same thing. You know, you're talking establishment, Pence, establishment all the fucking way. Yeah. And, uh, and then you had Trump get in there, and he was the top dog. And I see that. I can see well, that Trump having, was trying to— I can to, see that being a winning ticket, too. Trump was trying
4: to show that he could work with the establishment Republicans, that he wasn't going to come in and be a bull in a China shop. He was trying to thwart a lot of the accusations that were being levied against him, which were, you know, whatever. Right. DeSantis, I don't think, is in any way, shape, or form, in the same atmosphere as 2016 Donald Trump. He's got years of proven governing and all of that. Right. Nikki Haley would hurt his chances, not help him. I don't know. By the voting, by the voters that would vote for him, they wouldn't. They would not be down for that. That's my take. I guess we'll see what happens in two years. Yeah, that's uh, Um, that's my prediction, though. That's a. Heard it. But it's just, just bizarre it's to me Nikki like Haley. it's just bizarre to me that it's like buy all this smart shit, buy the electric cars. Yeah. And then whoopsies, what you know it, now <laughs> the government is coming in and controlling how you use them. And you can't charge your car. Who the fuck was calling that out? I don't know, fucking everybody that's not on board with yeah. all this bullshit, that's well, not so buying already, into this whole thing. I mean,
3: uh, I, I forget which uh guy it was that's, you know, gone viral for saying that Will have nothing and will be happy. Klaus Schwab,
4: yeah. with the World Economic Forum. You will own nothing and you will be I, happy. Yes, yeah, but yeah. and this is, I mean, the Great Reset. I don't know if you'll yeah.
3: remember. You know, in it the turns out it's almost real. <laughs> yeah, no, it it definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> it's just as real as climate change. <laughs> yeah. there, yeah. that's what motherfucking I said it.
4: That's what right-wingers should say, is the Great Reset is just as real as climate change. You decide which one I'm...
3: (laughs) See, back uh, in the early 2000s and into the 2010s, a big story that they were talking about and what Apple and uh, Microsoft were trying to do were make it pretty much illegal for any of us to be able to sell our computers without basically cutting them in. And so... These are things that are adding on to exactly Klaus Schwab's, you know, kind of claim, which is basically it's going to take place that all of our technology will be way too expensive for any of us to afford. Therefore, we'll only be able to lease most of the shit that we actually have yep. in our homes.
1: Yeah, that's already that's come into play on um, in recording. Yeah. For, uh, over the past five years, big time. Now it's uh, I don't know if you know anybody's familiar with Pro Tools or or you know any any of the any of the things that you use to record music or do production with, but it's all subscription based now. Yeah, you subscribe you you subscribe to Pro Tools for like six hundred dollars a year. Yep. yep, and and the plugins that you use, you sub- you get another subscription to have plugins, and you have to pay that every month. You know, and so. You can't you can't own the shit anymore. You have to fucking you have to rent it. Isn't it funny though that like you know just ten years
4: ago you could just outright buy something. Yeah. Now they would call that a lifetime membership.
5: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A
4: lifetime membership. <laughs> that's how they. That's that's how they get you. Yeah. Everything subscription based now. Yeah. And they have conditioned everyone to accept it with Netflix and Paramount Plus and HBO Max and, and, and everything yep. like that. Everything's subscription based. Yeah. Um and you forget that you're even subscribed to it, then it just immediately becomes part of your everyday life, and you don't know what you would do without it.
1: And it's automatically and deducted every month out of your You account. never even really see it. You don't it's even just, have to pay attention. It's
4: an entertainment tax. Yeah. There, I said it. Yeah. It's um, the only difference is you actually baked, get something back for
1: it, yeah. unlike taxes.
4: It's baked in
3: socialism. That's all this really... I mean, you can put it into the private sector. You can give it all the nice sounds of being free market capitalism but really all it is is a way to shackle you in
4: the future it's fucking fascism
1: yeah, I yeah mean, that world economic forum is. thing though that, that shit took on a more sinister thing you know <laughs> I mean it did it was like you'll rent where you live yeah you'll rent your, you won't even need a car you'll rent a car to yeah. take you somewhere because and their then,
4: goal is to completely own everything
1: extinguish
4: property rights yes yeah Cause, is, and then now you're communist yes You don't own anything. You're not. There's no wealth. There's no value. And now, once everybody accepts that thinking that they're saving the fucking planet, which we can't do anything about anyway. And there's questions about how legitimate, you know, the severe uh, fucking propaganda is actually it's likely not even going to be close to what they're saying no it's, it's not there's no way but,
1: they'd be a revolt especially in america oh
4: well, yeah but like yeah. well the planet would already be over if, yeah. if some of the predictions were were to come true just from 20 years ago but here's the fucking thing and this is something that is not arguable this part is not even open for debate if the climate's gonna be changing in any direction i'm happy it's getting warmer because if it was getting colder it would suck. we're all fine. yeah yeah we'd be yeah. done yeah so i mean i don't know it to me it's it's as crystal clear as it fucking gets when, cause if you're emotional, AKA on the left, and you're looking at it from an emotional standpoint, well, I need to be a good person because I don't want bad things to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. They are telling me bad things are happening and I can do something to stop that. That makes me a good person. I'm on board, but what they don't understand or even worse is they do understand. They just don't care. And they're like, yeah, if I have to pay a few extra dollars and gas to help Ukraine, I'll do it. If I have to sell my car and, be locked out of it and not be able to go to work uh, because the governor told me I couldn't. Or even worse <laughs> than that, it's not even the governor telling you. It's literally you go to plug it in and the car's not accepting a charge. Right. Or that's you, what's happening. Yeah. 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 And um, that's terrifying shit. It is. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and it's you know that's uh, that's I, fear, fear, yeah. fear, 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 That's, I that's would, capitalism. I mean, it is. I, I I hate to say it, but it is. You know, whoever's got the most money. Mm-hmm will own the most shit, and they will rule no, the most fucking... That's the way it works. I would urge both of you, if you've
3: not seen it, to check out Westworld. And, uh, I mean, because I think the way it's ramping up is to show exactly how fucked our system is. And just how our thought that technology is going to save us... And I mean, because basically that's what the show is about. Is, well, is the movie. I yeah. mean,
1: I'd I'd rather watch the old movie myself because it turned into a clusterfuck. No,
3: the old Yeah. No, <clears throat> but, but no, I understand what you're saying. But I mean, seeing where the story's being led is. Well, that's where, where the movie goes. It's yeah, the same
1: yeah. thing. It's like technology is not what you think it is. That's yeah. basically what it is. It's like. Sure. It's not. It's not here to no, help. No, the movie you.
3: is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the books. Even I mean that was uh, uh Michael Crichton. Yeah, uh, you know um who gave us Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. But um yeah no the 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 movie is fantastic. But I, I will say the series is. Kind of bringing that all
1: in as well. Well, the series is, you know, I mean, they lost me. They lost me last season, dude. They, they did. I
3: understand I, why.
1: I, I it, it, it just lost me. I mean, I, I was in it, dude. I was. The first season was the shit. Oh, yeah. it was the shit. And then the second season, I was watching it, you know. And by the end of the second season, I was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck are they doing?"
4: You know. I, I was abiding by my three season rule. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: I haven't seen a single fucking second yeah, of Westworld. Right. I, knew I haven't read didn't. a book. Whatever. Yeah. Um. I was abiding by my three season rule. And that is when I hear all this shit about this show that just came out of nowhere to me, uh, because I'm ignorant, you know, kind of in the show title. Um, and once I started hearing, you know, season one was amazing. Season one's amazing. Oh my God, Westworld, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, it's on my radar. Yeah. And then season two happened and everybody's like, what the
1: fuck was that? (laughs) And I was like, good.
4: I'll never watch it. That's exactly what happened. That's,
1: That's what happened, you know? And, uh, you know, and I hated that too because it was a good. That first season was the shit, dude. Well, and then and then it just fucking veered off, and it was like, and the second season just getting weirder and weirder and weirder. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck am I watching
3: this well, for? See, what I'm holding uh, out for, and the reason why I will say that I think this show is going to redeem itself before its last episode is one of the main reason why Christopher Nolan is famous is because of his brother jonathan i mean jonathan's responsible for the storyline with memento he also was responsible for inception at least a big part of the story arc same thing basically any of christopher nolan's biggest movies are jonathan nolan driven which he is one of the main runners of that show right and so I'm waiting to see, you know, where this leads. If it leads where I think it is, it's exactly what I think of this world, you know, and basically how we're treating everything. Everything now is down to how can we direct the lowest common denominator, the the greatest percentage of the nation that's not paying attention to shit? How can we drive them? And they are doing it with the media. And that, that is it. And so, if you want to ask me who I think people should vote for, the exact opposite of whoever the majority of Americans
4: um, are into. I think you just cut a... A commercial for libertarian politicians. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and for me. Uh, vote for the other guy. Yeah, that, I, yeah. I don't, I don't well. care who the fuck it is. The other guy. Vote for whoever the fuck you want to. Just know that they're probably an asshole, a douche, and everything bad that uh, you would rail against if they had a different letter next to their name. A sociopath is required to be in office. I'm
3: sorry. The, the decisions that they have to make, the amount of human lives that have to be affected by most of the shit they do, a sociopath must be in there
4: under its current way that we're operating short but uh, i don't know where westworld's leading but i thought there for a second i was getting scared i thought that Arona was leading us <laughs> into noah's show where they talk about directors and bus nuts all over their favorite movies and i was starting to get concerned because uh that ain't my lane yeah what is my Almost lane though? Forgot what show i was on and there you go what is in my lane though are fucking amazingly uh incredible headlines And articles that just have the most retarded, crazy, wild shit in them. Now, here's one thing that we will lose if we go down this road of electric cars that can be locked out and keep people from charging. And then they're going to be governed. If you are going over the speed limit, they'll automatically shut your car down and all that shit. You know what you won't get? Speeding Woman on Cocaine Kills Drunk Driver High on Meth in North Las Vegas. Wow, <laughs> what Jesus a winky date. Uh, they were both on drugs. Where now you know? was that, in o- Vegas. now we're that. back in our lane.
3: Was it on auto drive in a Tesla? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, didn't you hear the fucking headline? <laughs> oh, oh yes. no,
3: wait, 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 okay, read <laughs> Speeding it Speeding
4: Woman on Cocaine. Yeah, oh, yeah what yeah. I said was if we keep going down the path of these electric cars, you won't get headlines yeah. like oh, this. Oh,
3: God damn it. Okay. Yeah. Pay attention. <laughs> Too many hours of work. Sorry, guys.
4: All right, we'll start that over. <laughs> no, we won't. But Okay, so the article says North out of North Las Vegas, Nevada, a speeding woman is accused of driving under the influence of cocaine and alcohol, of course, because they go together like yes. peanut butter and jelly.
1: And so does meth and crack.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. All right, a Were they at a narcotics buffet? Is that a new kind of thing in Vegas now? You're asking
4: questions that I don't have interest in. <laughs> North Las Vegas, Nevada. A speeding woman is accused of driving under the influence of cocaine and alcohol when she crashed into another car, killing its driver, who was under the influence <laughs> of methamphetamine. What the fuck is happening in Vegas? Yeah, you know, it's S- Vegas. <laughs> Summer Butler, thirty-seven, faces charges of DUI resulting in Summer. death. <laughs> Damn it, Summer. Summer Butler. <laughs> It sounds like an internship. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Sounds like a stripper to me. (laughs) Both.
4: Uh, Okay, she faces charges of DUI resulting in death, reckless driving, and being in possession of a controlled substance in connection with the fatal crash in January, court documents say. So here's the thing. This happened in January, but this article just just came out last week. On January 14th, North Las Vegas police reported a two-car crash near Cheyenne Avenue and Civic Center Drive. Police said a car was making a U-turn in a center lane, causing the causing the front of another car. Must have been crashing. I th- hey, editors in this fucking <laughs> W-A-N-E. Must have been a crash. <laughs> God damn it. Fucking, maybe they're high on meth. <laughs> the driver and the passenger in the first car were both ejected from the vehicle. God Eey. damn. Butler's car traveled about 150 feet before it stopped in some landscaping. Yay, landscaping all three people involved were taken to the hospital there police said Butler was acting erratic and had to be sedated by medical staff I wonder why
1: was it all the cocaine Uh
4: (laughs) while a trauma paramedic was attending to Butler's injuries quote a small baggie containing a white substance fell out of the left side of her bra (laughs) she keeps that shit in her tits (laughs) (laughs)
3: definitely
4: a stripper oh yeah That that was last night's tip Police confirmed the substance was cocaine. Nearly two co-
3: weeks. Co- 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 co-
4: cocaine. <laughs> Nearly two weeks after the crash, blood tests confirmed Butler had cocaine and cannabinoids. Ooh, not those dangerous things. In her system. The blood draw also found Butler had an alcohol level of point one oh two, which Lord. is God, above the legal limit, you would imagine. Yes. The victim who died in the crash had a blood alcohol level more than three times above the legal limit. Good Lord. That's like a (laughs) 0.24.
1: Jeevers. That fucker was on meth and... Oh, wow.
4: Yeah. Fucked up, boy. The person also had a substantial amount of methamphetamine in their system. Data from Butler's car showed that she was traveling 70 miles per hour just seconds before the collision. One second before impact, Butler was driving at 73 miles per hour, according to police. Well, why not just say that instead of the stupid sentence in front? God damn! Whoever's writing this is a moron. I'm telling you they're high. The speed limit in the area is 40. <laughs> <laughs> Glad they threw that in. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. A records check revealed Butler had previously pleaded guilty to DUI in Omaha, Nebraska in 2017. Jesus, she's getting around. Police issued a warrant for Butler's arrest in June. A judge released her on $15,000 bail on August 29th, ordering her to stay away. Hey, you stay away from all those drugs and alcohol, lady, and get back to stripping. Record show Butler. Look re- the poll. <laughs> 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 Record show Butler remained at the Clark County Detention Center as of Tuesday. The victim's name was not readily available. Why the fuck are they sending out warrants for her arrest in June when this shit happened in January and somebody died? Like Maybe it
1: took a minute for him to get to her. Our legal know. system is fucking... Especially in Vegas. Good Lord. <laughs> what the fuck? Everybody out there. Now, let me give you a little... I mean, uh, she
4: had cocaine falling out, uh, like...
1: Out of her titty. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
4: we'll arrest... We'll come back in June yeah, for yeah. that.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, and she's obviously a traveling stripper. You know, she's <laughs> yeah. been to Omaha. Uh, but uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> But... Uh,
1: <laughs> But anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. A little public service announcement to Uh uh, alcohol and cocaine or alcohol and meth. Why would you do such things together? Um, Because they're greedy. The only thing that's coming out of that is craziness. (laughs) That's the only thing. I mean, now meth will make you crazy enough. Cocaine will make you crazy enough. Mm -hmm. You throw a little alcohol in there. You talking fucking danger crazy. Yeah. And they contradict each other. Once a depressant, once an upper. Once a depressant, once an upper. You know what the fuck? That way you can kind of just yeah, that way, keep it. Yeah, it's, that, that hey, way you can keep it between the lines. Hey, it's sometimes. What, it's what killed Belushi. Yeah. I mean, he did a serious upper and a serious downer at the same time. A little speedball actually. A little speedball. And, uh, and it fucking blew his heart out.
4: But this is reason, again,
1: as terrible as this is,
4: stories like that won't exist if we go down the road of saving the planet. And I say no. Yes. <laughs>
5: keep them strippers
4: and cocaine on our highways (laughs) (laughs) but i guess the biggest story we kind of we tease it in the opener uh there's some venezuelans that are being (laughs) forcibly removed
1: (laughs) from martha's vineyard yes on on our money taxpayer money now, listen to this. This is the craziest fucking part of this whole fucking shit. I mean, you thought they
3: were Mexicans?
1: The fucking well, That wasn't crazy. <laughs> I mean, they realistic. came from Mexico. What the fuck?
5: Uh, <laughs> they might have started in yeah, Venezuela. Yeah,
1: I mean, if I have walked over the border, surely they'd say, oh, he's an American. Yes, yeah. I'm an American. <laughs> so, uh, hello, I'm here. Uh, but, but anyway, the craziest part of this story to me is... The, no, well, it ain't the craziest part. The craziest part is fucking DeSantis Sanders even sitting over there. That was fucking great. That was that was the most brilliant. And I told my wife this, and she wouldn't even talk to me about it. But, but that was the most brilliant political move I've ever seen. That yeah. shit was that shit was beyond anything I've ever seen ever. It fucking politics. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. He sent it. He sent these fuckers right to the den of the people that are. All open borders and all about Sanctuary, this shit. Sanctuary, cities, and all yes. that shit. And what did they do? They asked the government for and received $40,000 from the government, yeah. from us. Yeah. All these rich fucks up there that are billionaires. Yep used our money to send them to a fucking Air Force base. Yeah. Or an yeah. army base or whatever yeah. the fuck the base is up there. A military base. Yeah, a military base. There you go. Military. That's the word I was looking for. All encompassing. All four of them all right there together. <laughs> um, oh, five. Sorry. Got about you the Space, Space Force. Force. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about them guys. They're busy shooting <laughs> yeah.
4: rockets into fucking meteors, yeah. Doug. Show that's them some respect. That, yeah, that's what they're
1: doing. <laughs> they're saving us all.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: uh, I got to say, DeSantis fucking... Desantis's chess game is brilliant. I I'm thought fucking on point. I thought it was
4: fucking wonderful. And
1: I don't care and there's we'll get into some of the background. And and I don't even I don't care about the politics. I, I'm of it at all. I'm just talking about the well, it is the politics, but it's the move. It's the actual move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cuz politics is chess, man. It's chess, it's checkers, it's whatever yeah. fucking game you want to yeah. call it. In a game I've never seen a move like this. No. This, oh, no. This, move, this move was like a fucking... It was like, in checkers, a fucking quadruple jump, you yeah. know, where you just... King take me. A, yeah, king <laughs> me. Take, triple king me. <laughs> you know, take all
4: that I shit I would up. say I just took your queen, but she's dead.
1: Yeah. You know, it, And we're
4: not is. even going to talk about it because who gives a fuck <laughs> that that old crusty bitch died?
3: No. It's like, it's like DeSantis... I'm sorry, Doug. <laughs> it's like DeSantis had a Cleveland steamer on the chest of fucking, you know, Kamala.
4: Yeah, well, and the Obamas and everybody in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. And we'll get to what Abbott did after the DeSantis thing. But here's DeSantis talking about his Wiley Coyote uh, move. Oh, my God. It was brilliant.
8: We are not a sanctuary state, and it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction... And yes, we will
3: help
4: facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures. <laughs> Biden would fly people in the middle of the night, and this is the other dump part. them
8: all across this country. There was no warning on any of this. And all those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were
3: so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions, saying how bad it was to have a secure border. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door. 48? They all of a yeah. sudden go berserk and they're so upset that this is happening. And
1: it just shows you, you know, their virtue signaling is a fraud. Oh, that was dude, that is, beautiful. I'm telling yes. you, if that would have come from the left, right, I don't give a fuck what it would have been. It, it would be like, this would be like Joe Biden, I guess, flying. Uh, I don't know. What would it be? Homeless people. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe flying homeless people into a fucking Abbott's backyard or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's brilliant, man. That was a brilliant fucking move. It was and I know I've said brilliant thirty fucking
3: times, but <laughs> it, it's brilliant. No, no it, it's fucking it's it's gorgeous. The reason I mean, it's like you said, 48, 50 people
4: in a busload, and
3: they're freaking out about that. Freak them out. They're like, we don't have
4: room for them. Now, uh, yes, my home has 24 bedrooms, and it's just me and my dog, but we can't take them. Not
1: for 24 hours. Smoke and Scan. I got to give another shout out to Smoke and Scan. On YouTube. YouTube channel. On YouTube, yes. Because every Thursday night, this is insane. And it's been going on for weeks. Mm -hmm. He goes live at the border. It's in Texas. Think it's Amarillo, Texas or somewhere like that. It's right on the fucking border. Yeah. And you see the border patrol driving buses on into Mexico, picking up people and bringing them into the United States. Every Thursday night sure this has ju- been happening. I'm sure they're just expats. And they do it for 4 hours. He's been there every night. He's been every time they do it cuz he's got this guy. He's walking around with his camera filming the shit. Yeah. And and they've been doing it for weeks. Well, and if anybody's been watching the news, and I, more directly,
4: Tucker Carlson, over the past year, he's been playing clips of airport security, where these flights are coming in in the middle of the night, and it's full of illegal immigrants right. all over the country. Yeah. And they're like, who the fuck is this? And they can't, they can't disclose who ordered it, what office it came from, or anything. And they're even talking like, there's no security here yeah, to like do anything with these people. He's like, I've seen higher security for a local politician flying in town than I have for this 120 Airbus, you know, of illegal immigrants. And they're they're just spackling the fucking nation with it. And DeSantis says, okay, we'll send 50 to Martha's Vineyard.
1: <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> and they lose their fucking mind. Yeah. Which, okay.
3: Don't know how many, thing, though. That's my question is, he sent 50 out of how many that they received? That's my oh, curiosity. Thousands, dude. Yeah. Thousands. And see, that is, should be the headline. Yeah, is well, that 50 overwhelmed yeah. our nation's capital. Th- that no, no, is no, no. the headline. This is Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, this is this Martha's is well, line. I know, but basically, it's it's so close. Who gives a They're shit? They're
4: sending hundreds to D.C. They're sending 50 to Martha's Vineyard. And it overwhelmed them. But isn't
3: Martha's Vineyard where the vice president... Mas- no, Martha's Mas- Vineyard Mas- is Mas- the Jesus. money. Martha's yeah.
1: Vineyard is the yeah. Martha's Vineyard is the brain trust money. It's where the Obamas of the, Demo- live. Of yeah. the Democratic Party. Yeah. That's basically yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's and the most that,
4: liberal island, and and that's outside why of I say island.
1: this is the most fucking <laughs> brilliant thing I've ever seen. Yeah. it's, it, it's yeah. like a it, it you know it is. It's basically it, it, it's, and when you know because it is politics
4: and it is chess and you have to you have to think about well, what your opposition is going to do. Yep, uh, this called Gavin Newsom on his heels because it's obvious we were talking about this before we went on air that Gavin Newsom is going to run for president. He is the handpicked selection. It's already, it's, it's a done deal. Um, so he can't just let this, he can't let DeSantis take any wins. Anytime DeSantis makes any move, Gavin has to come in and try to blow it up or counter it. And, uh, he's been running political ads in the state of Florida with California taxpayer money. And that should, they should probably not want them, you know, Want that money spent that way, but I, who knows? I don't. Know. I can't get in the uh, I can't get in the mind of a Californian, so I don't want to speak for him. So, because of this dastardly deed that DeSantis did, Gavin Newsom had to come out and make a challenge.
2: A debate debacle. It's unclear who Governor Gavin Newsom actually wants to debate and for what office. The governor has plans to debate his Republican opponent, Brian Dolly, for California governor, but tonight he's challenged Florida Governor Ron DeSantis.
10: Yes, you yep. heard that right. <laughs> KZR3 Capital Correspondent <laughs> Ashes Zavala
7: joins yes. us here in studio <laughs> to break down all yes, of this in the stupid. turn of events this
10: afternoon. Governor Gavin Newsom tweeted at Florida Governor Ron DeSantis tonight. Hey, Governor DeSantis, clearly you're struggling, distracted, and busy playing politics with people's lives. Since you've only one overriding need, attention, let's take this up to debate. I'll bring my hair gel, you bring your hairspray. name the time before election day at CNN, Newsom said in this tweet. Now, this tweet was in reply to a journalist suggesting the new head of CNN hosts a debate with Newsom and DeSantis, who the two men disagree on policies uh, from mostly everything, pandemic related, immigration related, abortion related, and more. Both DeSantis and Newsom are seen as prospective candidates for here president, here. one Republican, the other Democrat. Newsom has maintained he has sub-zero interest in being president, despite dropping some of his campaign cash on ads in other states to encourage people to come to California for its abortion policies, for example. But reminder, he's up for re-election here in California in November. He's agreed to debate his Republican opponent, Brian Dolly, at some point in late October. I Asked him about this today and Dali's desire to have this debate televised. Listen to our conversation.
4: No, because fuck that guy.
1: Uh, he's well, not going to win, and he's meaningless. Th- th- what the <laughs> media's doing right there is they're setting it up for everybody. Yeah, yeah. They're already, already setting you gotta, it up. You that's, that's your presidential race, right mm-hmm. there. Yep, you that's gotta, your race. You got to float it out there. Yeah,
4: they're they're using this as a test. Yeah, you know, we it's research and development, and we are their lab rats.
3: Well, I mean, to give you kind of an idea, our audience here, how fucking psychotic most of Californians are, oh, well, exac-
4: ex- except for, for our listeners, because you know, those listeners, people are wonderful, uh, we love you, you're very special. <laughs> you might be a little psychotic, I don't know, we are. Yeah. Now, Listen I, to us, we're uh, on a, yeah. we do a podcast, we're, fucking, yeah. <laughs> we're obviously immediately uh, yeah. a little off.
3: I always happen to mention Uber as the place that I work, but honestly, it's whatever driving service I'm working for. That day, generally, I take tons of Californians. And it always comes up, Hey, you lived on the West Coast. What do you think of Californians? And And my line... They're asking you? Yes. Okay. My line after that is always, uh, I don't know, will it affect my tip? Mm. (laughs) And that always gets them laughing. And my next line after that is usually... I think there should be a rule in every state and that is if a Californian moves there they are automatically ineligible to vote for the next 5 years. <laughs> I mean okay, I'm down. <laughs> and every Californian I've think- ever had in my car that I've said that to, yeah, not only laughs their ass off but then automatically agrees.
4: I think that should probably be the case f- people moving from any state to any other state. Yeah. You got to you got to come see how the fuck we operate before you get to take part in it right yeah just you showing up all of a sudden doesn't mean that you automatically have the fucking right to engage in what the fuck we got yeah, going on that'll never happen i know uh,
1: yeah this I is mean, a podcast just, where we get to yeah. say ridiculous things yeah i know <laughs> i say ridiculous things every every fucking podcast but uh but yeah i mean it's uh it's interesting that they're already baiting chum in the water you know oh, yeah I mean, and they're, they're very op- it, they're not even hiding it yeah i mean it, it but it's interesting don't you think? Don't no, you, it's no, we got no, two
4: years. Oh, no, no,
1: no. I'm just seeing I, how the sausage is made. The, okay, yeah. But what sure. I'm saying, what makes it so interesting is Joe Biden's already said he's going to run again, which I not
4: nope. He's already come back on that tonight on 60 minutes. Oh. He did a full. He was like, well, of course, when you're running for president, your intention is always to run again. But that's just my intention. It's not set in stone. OK, and I'm not really. Sh- he's already backpedaling. OK,
1: now. OK. So, so it's
4: over and Biden name. OK,
1: running. so Biden's not running and Trump's done. I mean, because Trump, th- th- dude, these these Trump rallies now with the fucking one holding up the fucking finger are getting really weird to me. I haven't seen uh, that You haven't seen that? Uh-uh. That's the new thing, dude. They <coughs> fucking hold their, hold their hand up with their finger up. At Trump rallies. I'll have to take a it's, look. It's like, it's fucking what creepy, is that? man. Is one term it's, for Biden? I, I, don't, I don't know. It's creepy. It's just creepy. Uh, nobody okay. really knows what it is. <laughs> You're number one? Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but everybody, and they're all doing it like that, you know, like almost like <laughs> together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, well, you know, I'm just saying it's, it's creepy. It's for, creepy. For to those see that.
3: of you who can't see what Doug is doing, I'm which holding is up all my hand,
1: holding up my arm with my finger extended. As uh-huh. in one, yeah.
3: So which finger, though?
1: <laughs> uh I don't know, middle finger, index finger. So that's considered it index, pinky, I think. Yeah, uh, I no. don't know why this is an issue. I see a uh, hundred thousand
4: people do it every weekend in a stadium.
1: No, I know, I understand what you're saying, but my thing is anything new in a political thing, mm-hmm. I, I take notice. I, I do because nothing. It, it doesn't matter I, how minor it is. I it doesn't ag- matter how.
4: I will agree with you because nothing's organic in politics. Yes, it's all derived yes, from think tanks from and everything's something. intentional yes everything that you're seeing everything that we talk about on this podcast is somebody had to de- devise this plan you know they don't, <clears throat> those migrants didn't just show up in Martha's Vineyard because they picked it on a map
1: and see th- this is what I think the one is about I think it's Trump's not going to run again um uh, that's uh, what you take from people uh, holding up a, a uh, finger uh, <laughs> uh, I, I take it I take it as if if the circle started if the Trump circle started Cause Trump, dude, I really don't think he's going to run again. I don't. It, it, I don't. The, every the more I 100%. see, I'm the, more and more confident. I know, in everything I I see. know you are. I well, know, you and I are two very opposite. I know we're very we're, polar we're, on that. I know we are. And we we're not are. coming closer together. No, I know. <clears throat> uh, but watching, just watching uh, the rallies that he's doing. Have you watched any of them lately? No. Uh, okay. Well, uh, just I watching them and the I things that he's saying and the. And, and I mean, all he's doing is he's slamming the country, but he's not saying we're going to take it back and make it better. It, it's not like that. It's not legally. Um,
4: I don't think he can until after the midterm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know all that. I just think that he's going to be the, um, what's the, what's the word, uh, surrogate, I guess, <laughs> president yeah. until he dies. He's going to be the rallying guy. He's going to be the guy that rallies, and and if he's not a, for a guy that's running, he's going to fuck it all up for that whoever that guy is. Okay, and
4: and if he runs, uh, then I'm going to come back on here and say I told you so. Well, and if he doesn't, and, and then you it, can do the
1: same. But I'm I not. Gonna, I, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not. I, if he runs, he runs. But I don't think he's going to run. That's and that's just my opinion. I mean, it's. I think with honestly
3: everything that they that he's got going on with um being charged yeah indictments all around he has to run almost i i I feel like they're gonna keep uh everything with all these hearings enough in the back so they keep on being pushed out pushed out pushed out and i think that you know him running is
1: going to be his salvation and see i think it's just the fucking opposite I Which think makes that, no sense to me. I make. think if they say you, you, if you announce you're not running again, all this goes away. All this fucking goes and away. I and I see just live that your potentially
3: life. happening. And you but just he's live your life.
4: be
1: running. You just live your life, and yeah, and
4: it's obvious you that they are gonna. We're, we will call off the dogs if you don't run for president. Right. We're only doing this because we also know that your intent is to run. Right. Yeah. If he wasn't gonna run, if they, if the FBI and the Department of Justice thought like you, then none of this would be necessary
1: they're doing it
4: to prevent him from running and I it's going
1: to and i think it's going to work that's I, what i'm saying i think it will work here here's he went through so much shit dude that, that he look he is a i know he's a scrappy fucking dude he's and and the lawsuit is his name i mean my god it, it, the lawsuits that man has been in it, it it's it's you know most people live their life and not ever go through a lawsuit yeah. you know and then you have people like him that have had Thousands and thousands of lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And um, when you live your life like that, um, you feel like you can bat down anything that they throw at you. Yeah, right. which is why he will not take their deal. But but look, this is what I'm trying to get to a point. <laughs> I got you. Uh, after, at a certain point, and he's, dude, he's what, 70? well old is he 76, 77? Let's look it up. He's. This is a podcast of facts. And oh, yeah. Information. I mean,
5: <laughs> I want to make sure we get. I'm it right. just saying.
1: Uh, w- but my point is, uh, sooner or later, when you get to a certain age, when you get to a, the later part of your life, he's 76. Okay, yeah, 76 years old. Okay, mm-hmm. so when you get to the l- late part of your life, uh, you still fight the shit, but you you would rather it just be over. You know what I mean? Uh, that that's Normal the, people. It, sure, it, yeah. But, but, <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And, well, you say normal people, and I think um, he's had so much shit thrown at him that if they said, if they all of a sudden came at him and said, you know, all this goes away if you just don't run, just yeah. back to Santos, yeah. just uh, just back. And I, I think he would do that. I, I do. I, I I totally understand what you're saying, and that's the and that's where my opinion on him not running comes from. See, uh, that's I, what it comes from.
3: Th- and where I disagree is, uh, I mean, I'll throw out there the article I sent you, Jim. You know, to me, this underlines exactly how afraid you know, the Democrats are of him running, uh, the ad that, uh, you know, or not ad, but might as well be the article that CNN ran for analysis on, it was just an interview. They were analyzing what Trump said. Now, what the situation was is, um, (laughs) now I'll read, this is from, uh, CNN, And uh, it's an analysis. Donald Trump was asked what would happen to the country if he were indicted. His answer is something else. That is what the uh, headline was. Yeah,
5: yeah,
1: I read this.
3: Now, this interview was with the conservative radio host, uh, Hugh Hewitt. Mm -hmm. And um, Trump was asked what he thought would happen, basically what the whole headline was, I just said. And Hewitt says... I can play it for you. Go for it.
2: You, you know the old saying, a uh, prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich if they want to. I'm just asking, if there is such a prosecutor and they indict you, would that deter you from running for president again? I don't think
0: the people of the United States would stand for it. And as you know,
2: if a thing like that happened, I would have no prohibition against running. You know that. you've already I do, stated. and that's what I want people to understand. That would not take you out of the arena. It would not.
0: But I think if it happened, I think you'd have problems in this country, the likes of which perhaps we've never seen before. I don't think the people of the United States would stand for
3: it. Now, according to to, uh, CNN, just saying that right there was incitement of violence. <laughs> so, okay, here's what... Now, I'll read of the article. Because <laughs> afterwards, it's it's not very
4: long, you know, what they say here. If I say that uh, I think it's going to rain tomorrow, am I inciting rain? I won't stand yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck, Doug, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess your shoes are going to get wet tomorrow, though. Now, I will not stand I'll see for you that. in the mud puddle.
3: <laughs> here is the article from uh, Chris... Cezilla, or some bullshit. <laughs> this fucking bright ass guy. What he has to say is it's impossible to read those lines from the former president without this context. We are less than two years removed from a mob, a mob storming the U S Capitol over the false belief that the election that had been stolen from Trump. Now, a crowd it's worth noting that Trump had told earlier in the day, we fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Hewitt sensing that Trump had wandered into dangerous territory, tried to clean things up for the former president, because of course that's what it sounded like. Uh You know that the legacy media will say you're attempting to incite violence with that statement. Hewitt said to which Trump responded. That's not the, That's not, that's not inciting. I'm just saying what my opinion is. I don't think the people of this country would stand for it. Now they then sidebar and say the dictionary definition of incitement is the action of provoking unlawful behavior or urging someone to behave unlawfully. What Trump's answer to Hewitt suggests is that he hasn't learned the lessons of January 6th. Or anything close to it. Words have power, especially when uttered by a former president who still retains a very loyal following across the country. Now, just a couple more paragraphs here, but this, of course, is the game that Trump always plays. He didn't expressly say that there would or should be violence if he were indicted. He simply said that quote you'd have problems in this country." the likes of which perhaps we've never seen before, end quote. (laughs) His intent to any neutral observer seems, get this, crystal clear. Trump is always just vague enough to give himself some plausible
4: deniability, which, of course, he's the only politician to do that. Only one, only one. There can be only one. But. That's what this means, Doug.
3: What's
1: <laughs>
4: Maybe that is it.
3: What's startlingly he's obvious the one. <laughs> to anyone paying attention is that Trump wants everyone to know there would be consequences to prosecuting him, and they could be dire. The last sentence that sort of flirting with violence, or even the specter of violence,
4: isn't leadership, it's the opposite. So I love how they, they, they say, you know, he said, we're going to fight like hell or you got to fight like hell. Otherwise your, your country, uh, goes away. You know, mm-hmm. you, you lose your country and they said, haha ha, that's inciting violence. Well, in that case, is that just because he was successful in inciting violence? Cause it's not like other people on the other side haven't said it. Here's Exhibit A.
3: Well, I'm just going to say you can't incite if you're being vague. That's all. Everything about his statements are all
1: vague.
4: Yeah, intentionally. And I love that people are still like trying to dissect his words. He, this should be well known. He says two things at the same time. That's, well, they're yeah. all
1: vague. All of them
4: are. Vague. Except for exactly. Except for these guys. If I'm going by that person's rules, that by just saying the word "fight" is inciting violence, then get rid, re- uh. Spoiler alert, or trigger warning. <laughs> uh, I'm about to incite a fuckload of violence. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that same hatred and anger has led house managers to
6: ignore their own words and actions and set a dangerous double standard. The house managers spoke about rhetoric about a constant drumbeat. Uh, okay, hold on. Yeah,
7: We're
4: going to edit this. Better. Words
7: just throw a punch you have to be ready
3: to throw a punch donald trump i think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face so
10: that i thought he should have punched him in the face
2: I feel like punching him
6: i'd like to take him behind
2: the gym if i were in high school we're in high school i'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him
10: no i wish we were in
0: high school i could take him behind the gym i will go and take trump out tonight take him out
1: now bitch. when was the last time an actor assassinated the president
2: they're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful.
5: And you push back on them. Yeah. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House.
3: <laughs> Please, get up in
10: the face of some Congress People
2: People will do what they do.
10: I want to
0: tell you, Boris Dutch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. We're going to
9: go
1: in there. We're going to... This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. And for those
10: of you who are soldiers, make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have
4: to come out alive? (laughs)
3: Were those all clips from Earth Day? Uh, no, but they were all
4: Democrats. <laughs> so yes, I
3: mean it sounds
5: like <laughs> if
4: yeah, I the, was... uh, the,
1: the Johnny Depp and Madonna comments just alone were like. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, look uh, now. I get. I, I get this. Yeah, all of those comments that you just heard for from people that don't matter. They don't. They they're don't on matter. the protected side. Y- y- yeah, they're. They're they're celebrities. They're just regular people walking down the street. There's only two people. Whatever that the Johnny Depp and Madonna were the only ones that weren't politicians. Oh, okay.
4: Everybody, it was it was Kamala. It was uh, uh, Pocahontas. Uh, right. Whatever the fuck her name is. It, it was, was Cory Booker. Uh, it was all. Uh, it was that fucking old crusty black
1: lady. Now that I represents do know Oakland. the Biden reference was him talking about Trump. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Because he mm-hmm. said, because Trump says, take him outside and beat the hell out of him, and yeah, and Biden was just responding. And he yeah, was saying, Biden said that. Yeah, plenty. Yeah, 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 Biden said, well, Trump said, you know, if you take him outside and beat the hell out of him out back, I'd I remember that interview actually. Uh, but I'm just saying, uh, look, I'm just saying, both sides are fucked. Uh, if it would have been, if it would have been a fucking Democrat uh, uprising on January the sixth, I, I think people would have died. I do. I, I don't think, because I think the Democratic side has a uh, has a better uh, handle on rioting than the Republicans. They have more practice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so uh, if it would have been like, say, you know, Bill Clinton would have been in office and Bill Clinton would have been giving that speech that Trump gave and said, I think we should all go up to the Capitol and all this kind of shit. I think with it being a Democratic crowd, I think some crazier shit would have happened. Um, that's just me. That's just me. That's just my personal belief. Uh, but they're a little more apt for yeah, violence. Yeah, and the uh, and the Republicans, uh, the Republican side. I mean, they, you know, they're both violent sides. I mean, and I and I gotta say about January sixth, it wasn't a, It was it was an uprising. That's what I would call that. I wouldn't call it an insurrection. I wouldn't call it a. Now, I would call it a mob. Uh, uh, The mob mentality, I go Mm -hmm. there. I go there. I mean, they were, it was blowing my mind what I was seeing on TV. And I've told Jim, you know, the most, the the picture that sticks in my mind more than any of it is the dudes in the chamber, the fucking, I guess it was the Secret Service. They're in the chamber with the fucking doors. They got shit against the doors and dude standing there with his fucking gun. Yep. Oh, was, yeah. Capitol uh, Police. And yeah. Or, yeah. And they were fucking breaking the door into the chamber. That's some crazy shit. Sure. That's some, uh, I mean, that's some insightful shit, you know, I mean, it's, they, somebody was incited to do that. There's crazy people on both sides. And the and, and actual even incitement
3: vague, was being allowed in.
1: Yeah, but that this, was the
3: incitement. I know, but this <laughs> is my point in all of
1: this. This is my point in all of this. Um, either side that could have been either side. Yeah. And not only that, there are people on both sides, even as vague as these fuckers are, mm-hmm. they say shit that's vague. Even as vague as that is, they will take from that to mean to do shit. Yeah. They will. I mean, sure. And, and, and now I'm not saying everybody, I'm not saying there's select people in that group no, of that course. will do that. And those select people in that group can influence a lot of people pass them you both, know what i'm both saying Both parties yeah. have those that's, individuals that's what i'm saying yeah, Both exactly. parties. it could have happened on either yeah. side it could have been and like i said if it would have been the democratic side i think people would have yeah. actually died now i think a lot of people i'm died. actually
4: taking your side yeah, whether you can yeah. tell or not doug. yeah no but i'm yeah. just saying uh, well doug gets passionate he he, he talks like he's arguing. Well, I, yeah, well, I'm trying
1: to, I'm just trying to get, you know, well, it's I'm fu- working out my own fucking point in my well, head. Well, it's, it's
4: funny that we're talking about language and words and what do they mean and how January 6th, you know, you you mentioned, I wouldn't call it an insurrection and that immediately made me remember. Oh, you remember that app that I keep continuously shit on TikTok? Well, wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you be surprised that Democrats are paying TikTokers, TikTokers $400 to do anti-Trump January sixth propaganda, and I'm sure you're thinking, "Well, Jim, can uh,
1: I do one for four hundred dollars?" Well, there is a whistleblower. Send me a uh, send me a, a link to that. I want
6: four hundred sure,
4: bucks.
1: Yeah, I'll afford it to you. Yeah. Um
4: but anyway, an <laughs> but anyway, listen to this guy.
9: I was just offered four hundred dollars to make an anti Donald Trump propaganda post related to the January sixth investigation that and is you didn't completely do it? not true. I should start out this video by saying I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, so that should give a little bit of context to where I'm coming from. I'm an attorney. I post legal news and analysis on related topics. Okay, here we go with the story. So first thing first, I get an email from somebody with the Good Info Foundation. We'll talk about them a little more in a minute. I'm going to refer to this person as Jane. Jane sent me a message letting me know she represented the Good Info Foundation and that she was willing to offer a paid collaboration to discuss some topics related to January 6th said, sure, why not? I'll learn some more. Jane says the Good Info Foundation will give me $400 to make a post on my page and then share it to Instagram. So you see that blue link? All right, here, we're going to follow it. These are the specific requirements in order to obtain that $400 of how I should refer Email that to, me. to the January 6th capital raid. Number one, I must call this a criminal conspiracy. Number two, I must say Trump Republicans were responsible. Number three, I must frame it as an attack on my country,
1: Never mind. an attack
9: <laughs> on America or Americans a criminal conspiracy, and a committed crime. I must attribute the matter to MAGA Republicans... I must make clear that this was ongoing and unresolved, and most importantly, that I must channel all of this onto the manipulation of voter agencies so that I could turn their anger around this event into defiance that would make people more likely to vote in, in terms. And the thing that struck me the most was this part, where I was told to talk about the aspects of the Trump campaign's plan. And I was supposed to say that the Trump campaign paid literally millions of dollars to make January 6th happen so i figured you know maybe i missed something so i said hey jane what is the basis (laughs) for the claim that the trump campaign itself paid millions of dollars to make the january 6th siege of the Capitol happen jane doesn't answer the question (laughs) hi preston if you don't want to state that in the video it's fine you don't have to use all the bullet points provided so i kept going sure i'm just wondering if there's support for that claim. Jane doesn't answer again. Let me know if you are interested and the rate works for you. Thanks so much. I'm not interested and the rate doesn't work for me. This is the Good Info Foundation.
1: You should have asked for more money. Come on, man. Good
9: information is the lifeblood of a democracy.
5: Okay. So the yeah. good
1: information, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I would. I, I, I. can't answer those questions for four hundred dollars.
5: Uh, uh,
4: no, you're not answering. I'll questions. I'll answer them for free. No, no, no. You're but, not answering questions. Oh, you have to. They're make giving shit you up. a list of what to say and right. exactly what to include in your meeting right. in your uh, post in
1: order to meet the requirements to get paid. Yeah. And and the rate. I would negotiate the rate.
4: Yeah, four hundred uh, bucks isn't nearly yeah, enough. You're talking about a, the you're you're talking about saving humanity. Yeah, yeah not it' some, worth a little more than four hundred bucks. Fifty grand, Get cheap at least. Is, I you mean, bastards. come on. And uh, you know,
3: let's just uh, go to uh, GoodInformationFoundation.org mm-hmm. to see what they have to say.
4: Oh, is it run by the Patagonia guy? Well, <laughs>
3: it is. <laughs> the Good Information it, Foundation is a 501c3 tax exempt organization. Committed to financial accountability and transparency. We rely on funding from individual donors and public and private foundations. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, basically fucking everybody that is really lumped into that.
4: Well, no, they sign up because that is the stated goal. They want their money to be spent this way.
3: Contributions or gifts to good to good information are deductible for federal income tax purposes as charitable contributions which hmm, i don't know if those texts are to be believed they're breaking the fucking law
4: oopsies when you know it yet another charity that's doing illegal shit yeah. like they all do every don't even donate money to that's these fucking that's what charity is man You're yeah. just giving your money to it's a fucking just millionaire money laundering schemes painted as human rights organizations
3: that's it yes
4: that's all it is and that's all the stories i have for this week fellas unless anybody has anything else
3: no, see y'all next quarter.
1: Fuck yeah. God save the king. <laughs> Executive decision.
4: Yeah, we uh, we were we were lying to you the whole time. We mentioned earlier somewhere in the beginning of the show that we were going to play illegal uh, aliens from Patchy dense Fog, but we ended up having a climate change episode instead. So, uh, audible, Doug. We're calling an audible. Let's show him some killing the world.